I mean, some of this Boy Scout stuff is cool if you're a kid, but if you're a grown-ass man, like, I'd love to learn, like, Halo, I'd like to like, take a course in Halo jumping, or a, cor- a course... Can we do something a little simpler, like building a camp, a, you know, a campfire and, like, putting up a tent? Can we start there? I mean, you could have those things, too. You could have, like, a basic camping weekend. Like, James like, is like, James, I want to learn how to build an AR-15 and jump out of a plane and assassinate someone. Like, all right, relax, man. Like, <laughs> you're jumping ahead. That's chapter 22, all right? I need chapter one, you know? Like... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the IO panel. It's episode 104, recorded on Sunday, May 6th, 2018. I'm Michael, I'll be the host this week, and with me are my two co-hosts, Evan and James. Evan, how Hello. you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. I think you mean esteemed colleagues. Whatever. Okay. I like your acceptance. Uh, James? I am glad to be here yet again. Uh, It's odd not being in the presence of Evan this week. I feel like my new normal's been shattered, but, you know, (laughs) I'll jingle some scotch to what was lost. Uh, Glad to be back. So you haven't been down here for five and a half years. You come down here for three days, and you're like, all right, this is it now. And you go back to your normal, you're like, oh, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you know. guys uh, made it down and made it back safely. Hey, you know, that was... Uh, that was the it was, plan. It was interesting. And it worked out. Yeah. It was interesting. It's like, huh, Tennessee's a place. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. Yep. And it takes eight hours to cross it. <laughs> well, yeah. Pretty much. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Would you drive? We were over 300 miles away from home. We're like, we're almost home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I can see Sterling, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Only five more hours to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, yeah. would you drive it again? Uh, if I had my choice, probably not. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I like a good road trip. What would have made the road trip better? Like, you know, nice Cadillac would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> no. a chauffeur. Um, honestly, the trip back was better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was just because the trip home is always better, or if it's because the we were starting off, you know, kind of earlier in the day and not like at midnight after a day of not sleeping. Right. So that that probably also had something to do with it. To me, the trip home was the most most is is normally the most tedious and the worst because you're expecting you're like, uh, this is going to be like long. Now you've been you've done it, and you're like, uh. But <laughs> so so Michael is overlooking one of the glaring faults with the trip home, 
which was he and I had the consistent runs the entire trip. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. I forgot about uh, that. Blocked that, blocked that out. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how did, I don't know how you forgot that we had to stop constantly to, to shit in random places. It was an absolute nightmare scenario. <laughs> See, James, that's my normal. So. Yeah. So, no, for me, no. I don't know how you can live like, live that way. I'd be like, God, take me out of here. I'm done. If that was my normal. <laughs> Well, it wasn't quite my normal, but, you know, close enough. Like, you know, I don't shit in strange places. You know, I don't you like bro- shitting. You broke that rule. Oh, yeah. About seven times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. We stopped somewhere, and he, he came out of the bathroom, and he's like, there's no toilet paper in there. He's like, I don't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> I was like, just go in the woman's one, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I looked around a little bit. And I was like, fuck it. I went in and wrecked it. I wrecked it. Oh, my God. It was not good. What a mess. I don't think anyone would fault you. I mean, for for going in there, wrecking it, that's another I mean, another deal. wrecking it, that's a that's a relative term. I mean, it's like it's like the, 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 the porcelain was cracked in two. I don't think that's what happened. You know what I mean? Well, if there was I'm a crack. I'm pretty sure he left it. He left it. The way it was, more or less. If it right. was a crack, I filled with putty. Put it that way. Mm. There's lots of spackle all over the place in there. Where is all yeah, this right. matter coming from? <laughs> Dude, right, that's, that's what it was like at one point. It's like, yo, man, I got to poop myself empty by now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, I think we compounded the problem by having the runs. Then I ate two greasy, horrible hot dogs right when we left. Even though the whole time I was like, I'm good, man. I don't need to eat anything. I, I, we left the house, went around the corner. I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to get two, two cheese hot, hot dogs from the gas station. Yeah, from the gas station. So, it's like a fucking, it's like a 7-Eleven hot dog, but so maybe those, worse. Those hot dogs in themselves would, would have been fine. Yeah, but right. then me and Michael, and I can't speak, I don't know about Michael's bowels, but I ate my weight in almonds. <laughs> okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If anyone's eaten a lot of almonds... If you haven't done it, challenge yourself on a day you have nothing to do, okay? <laughs> and if you have done it, then please send us a message and say, I get it, brother. Because almonds, one, they don't digest past what you chew them up into. And when they pass, oh, it's just like passing sand, man. It's just <laughs> horrible. It's a horrible scenario. And I forgot about that. I'm just... Sick on my stomach. My stomach's already got the bubble guts. Then I ate the greasy hot dog. Then I'm like chugging almonds. You know, I should have had some toast or something. You know, just something with some density that wasn't going to break down too hard. That would have broke down all the way. You know, that would have been good. But instead I ate the almonds and they just fucking slid right through my stomach. So the, so even when I got home at night, I was shitting almonds. It wasn't good, man. <laughs> it wasn't good. Michael, Michael, is nothing to him. He's like, oh, yeah, my shits are always horrible. So he doesn't even notice. Like, he's unfazed about this almond situation, and I don't get it. The almonds just wrecked me, man. They fucking wrecked me. It wasn't the gumbo we ate earlier, right? I think it was. I think it's always the gumbo from that horrible place with that horrible woman. Oh, my God. Fanny Joe or Bitchy Ho or whatever her name was. Kelly Joe. I thought Ke- the food was Kelly decent. Joe. I thought it was decent, too. Did you have the shits? No. Michael said you didn't have the shits. That's right. No, but I, I had like two bites of the uh, gumbo fries. Yeah, me and Michael crushed them, and Michael fucking finished them in the morning. And then I ate. I, I like 
snatch the last bit out of it before he get it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do what you got to do. But yeah, for me, it's like you know, I could eat anything. It's like, oh, he ate like a normal hamburger. Oh, I got that. You know, it's like <laughs> it's horrible. You know, like so like it doesn't your body's really fighting you, man. Yeah, my That's body's like normal, let's man. let's take this and turn it into the most horrible shit ever. Like. <laughs> No Dude, matter what eat, it is, eating green beans, it's like, let's go. You know, like, you need more roughage matter. in your life, man. You got to eat kale only, kale and quinoa, man. That's all. That's all you can handle. Kale and quinoa. Yeah, nah, that, that'll that'll push it further out of them. You need to stop yourself up. Eat nothing but steak. Duh, that's true too. Maybe at least they'll be dense then. Steak yeah. and and blocks of cheddar. Yes, Ugh. that's a great idea. <laughs> you will shit once a week. And it'll be horrible in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I could live with that. Oh, the humanity, yeah. <laughs> then my shits will be like James's normal ones. Yes. So I had two shitting disasters this week since we're talking about this week. <laughs> I, 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 I'm so today I, on the shit hour. Right, go ahead. I don't, I don't subscribe to the whole lactose intolerance thing. I just, I've come to the conclusion that dairy is bad for everybody. And people don't want to admit that because people think, oh, when I'm young, I can eat dairy. And when I get old, oh, I became lactose intolerant. But I think that's the normal. Like, when you're young, your body can handle anything. Like, you could probably eat nails and your body be like, all right, I'll just process this shit. But when you're old, your body's like, yo, I'm just trying to keep you alive, you piece of shit, from eating all those nails when you were 20. Now, you can't have no milk, man. So... You drink, you eat the fucking, like, ice cream. Like, sometimes I'll get the small, like, the little pint of ice cream like this. Like, I don't know. It's not a pint. It's it's a small size, right? Mm-hmm. I'll eat that, and I'm fine. Okay, I'm good. Like, that's my limit. So the other day, I'm being a fatty, you know, being a fat McFatty fattyson, the third. I'm a fat boat. The third. <laughs> so and, I, went in, I went in on a gallon of yeah. very nice French vanilla. Well, no, I, I bought the bought my usual coffee. And while I was there, I was like, you know what? For the same price, I can get coffee. I can get a full gallon of cookies and cream. Oh now, my. look, I eat ice cream like once um, every two months, maybe, if that, you know? And I don't eat desserts when I go out, and I don't eat ice cream. I don't eat ice cream anywhere, really. So I got the ice cream. I got the, I got the coffee because I like coffee. And I got the other one because I was like, oh, let me just get the cookies and cream. I haven't had this in a long time. So I got the cookies and cream, got the thing, came home, did my thing, ate my dinner, and ate the fucking other one, right? Ate the fucking cookies, the the the, the coffee. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So then I was watching something on the computer, and I was like, you know what? You've earned a little bowl of cookies and cream. <laughs> my mind was like... No, 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 no. You haven't earned shit. Just don't do it, you know? But my body, my heart was like, yeah, have it, dog. I'm not enlarged enough, you yeah. know? <laughs> I don't know. So I go, I make a, put a bowl together, that I eat that shit. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good, man. It's good, you know? I was like, get a little more, you know? <laughs> so I had a little more, right? Dude, went to bed. I was feeling full. So I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> went to bed. Did I woke up at 3 a.m.? I was like, no! <laughs> ah! Raced to the bathroom. Raced. It was, a, it was a nightmare, dude. It was the worst. And all the next day, I had the cushless bubble guts, man. Oh, I 
I was not right all day. It was the worst. Sam was like, Sam was, Sam was looking at me. He's like, man, you're sweating. Are you okay? I was like, no, nah, man. I'm just trying to make it. We've all been there. Oh, I forgot. I forgot what it does to me. I forgot. I thought I got greedy. I forgot because I'm used to having, having one pint of ice cream like every couple months. To be fair, a gallon of anything is going to fuck you up. I mean, it wasn't a full gallon, but I mean, I still have some left, but it was a lot. It was more ice cream than a person should be eating in one sitting. It wasn't a good look. It wasn't yeah, one of so my brand days. a gallon of steak, it might do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, good I'm week. Sorry for your inconveniences, uh, <laughs> but good to see you again. Yeah. Lesson learned? Or, like, learned and then promptly forgotten because ice cream and hot dogs are <laughs> right. delicious. That's right, delicious. As he's shoveling ice cream into his mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Evan, how would you how would you rate our trip? Uh, I kind of wish our it visit. were, like, a, a, like, two days longer. We could have done some more fun stuff, but overall, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it would have been nice to be there an extra day or two, but... <laughs> That's right. Next time, mm-hmm. so I mean, we'll come down for a week. Sure, you know why not? As long as you got sure. the time off, it's yeah, you know, two-hour flight. Yeah. So next time, maybe we'll fly down. That way, we won't burn a whole day. Also, just yeah, true. Traveling each way. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I liked it. I had a good time. The Canadian restaurant was fun. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yep. Were you surprised? You're like, oh, this is like a place. I thought we were going to be in a rundown ghetto or nowhere. Oh, you mean just Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought like, I was like, all right, Cornfield City, here we come. (laughs) I didn't think like that. I thought it was going to be like... I thought it was like the suburbs, which I guess is what it was. Yeah. So it didn't. It did not let me down. It was. I don't know what I thought I'd see. It, it was exactly what I expected, honestly. I guess. Yeah. I thought okay. if it were going to see some props, it'd have been like I don't know soybeans or something, like cornfield, not cornfields. <laughs> well, whatever. Peaches Sorry. or something. Fields. Where were the peaches? Hey, we Fields. passed the strawberry field. Where's that sorghum or whatever? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> sorghum. Yeah, man. Well, good. Glad you had fun. Um, yeah, Come back down. Cool. It was cool. Yeah. When are you, when are you coming up? Uh, I have no plans. Oh, man. Uh, holidays, probably, right? Probably. Which holiday? I don't know. Whatever is farthest away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> July 4th. No. It's like next Easter. Mm-hmm. Come up, go to Mass. Yep. You know. So Michael Ash has a Wednesday. book behind his head, and this is completely unrelated. But I'm looking at Michael. Normally I look at Evan on the big screen, but now today Aww. I'm looking at Michael on the big screen. Ooh. And Michael has his head cocked to the, cocked to the left a little bit, or right to a little bit. And there's a book behind him that says DNS and Bind. And I thought it said DNS for the blind. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. It's so weird. Yeah, if anyone saw my bookshelf, they'd be like, oh, he's a nerd. Is that... And they'd also be like, he doesn't read those books. Yeah, true. <laughs> I've read some of them. They've been tossed up there. I've looked abandoned. at them occasionally. Yeah. They are books. I've thought about them. 
It's like books, drill, plate of dried food, a bunch of hard drives. <laughs> no dry food back there. Get out of here. There are there are probably some hard drives. Yep. I, mean, I just had a pile of hard drives go down earlier. Why? Do you upset the balance? Like they, they failed pl- or they fell over? No, they fell over. Uh-huh. A, That's what I thought. They were placed precariously <laughs> on a stack of loose CDs and DVDs. I knew you were going to say that. On a, a pile of CDs. Which are also loosely surface. stacked. Yes. <laughs> on top of uh, loose leaf paper. No, that's, they're on top of my computer over here. Oh, even better. <laughs> a small, small uh, surface area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's unfortunate. So, so uh, apart from your, your shitting adventures, James, this week... Uh, how was your How was your week? That was fine. Chill. It's good. I had a good week. Back to the norm. Yeah. Um, fighting with coworkers. Yeah. Tell me about the scotch. What scotch? What you're uh, drinking? I'm assuming now? the one you're either you're drinking now and or the one you bought last night, which I'm assuming is the same one. But I could be wrong. Um. So we went to Phil's house last night, and last the, I've made it my – it's been my thing to bring scotch or something to Phil's house. And so this time I was like, I don't need to bring any scotch. I've got Evan's moonshine. So I brought your moonshine. I drank – I opened the moonshine last night, the night before last, and had two glasses of it and got trashed. <laughs> and then I had – there's a fair amount left, so I took it to, took it to Phil's house. But I said, you know what? Let me get some more moonshine and pour on top of Evan's moonshine. Oh. So that was my intent, right? So I went to the liquor store and I said, put, uh, but when I walk in, it's like right at the scotch counter and scotch, the, the eight feet of scotch shelves. So I said, let me just see if they got anything new from Glimmerangi, my brand of choice. I walk in and it's like, oh, and I know Evan's going to be very disappointed in me. Uh, but Michael brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. But Michael brought it up, so I look up there and I see one that I was considering buying before, but I was like, I'm not feeling that reckless. It was a hundred dollars, hundred nineteen dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not feeling that reckless. And I said, What else do they have? Here's another box I haven't seen, and it was like in this in this wooden box. It's like Glen Moranji Signet, and I said, uh, and I looked at the price, a hundred ninety two dollars. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, let me just look this up and see what this is. So I, I, I looked it up, and the guy's like, once you've gazed upon the bo- a bottle of Signet, you're gazing upon 30 years of creation. <laughs> this, is the, this is the bicentennial release. It's released, if there's a, one from 1981, bottled in 19, or, or barreled in 1981, and one barreled in 19, like, you know, like 30 years before that. And like, if you're seeing this on the shelf... It's the 1981 vintage, extremely old, extremely wonderful. A, a, a breathy blend of 25, 25-year-old, 30-year-old, 18-year-old scotches. And I, they're like, every bottle is a, is a different wild taste. I was like, ah! <laughs> so I had to buy it. Uh, and Because it, it's super rare and I had to buy it. So I bought it. Did you buy two? One to look at, one to drink? No, I always keep the boxes. I keep all the boxes. I got all my Glimmerangi boxes. So I kept the box. So, I mean, I bought it. I took it to Phil's house. 
and I showed it, and Phil was like, Phil was like, this guy walks in here with a unmarked plastic apple cider bottle filled with moonshine and a $192 bottle of scotch. Where is the middle ground? You know? And I was like, yeah, this is really, really bad. So we did drink some of it last night. It's quite amazing. I mean, it's probably the smoothest, butteriest scotch I've ever had in my entire life. And I just drank some right now, and I'm not going to try I'm not going to drink this the way I normally drink scotch. I'm going to hold on to this and try to savor it as long as I can. There's probably about half the bottle left. And it's so good. It's so smooth and just it's just amazing. Honestly, it's the best scotch I've ever had. Um, it's hard to find. I've, I rarely get to drink 30-year-old scotches. So, um, yeah, I can't say anything else. It's That's it. It's amazing. Like, I, I never, the best I get is, like, 18-year-old, and that's rare. You know, even though you can just pick an 18-year-old scotch up, but it's, like, normally a good brand 18-year-old scotch is, like, 100 bucks, and I don't normally spend that much money on scotches unless, I'm, unless it's my birthday or a special event or something. So, um, normally I don't get any scotch like that. So, I'm glad I bought this. It was really expensive, but I don't regret the purchase. I'll regret it when I have to pay some bill or something, but right now I don't regret <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed. Treat yourself sometimes. Yeah, so. I don't like scotch, but you know that's not a completely unreasonable price. I mean, how much is a bottle of disgusting Cristal champagne? Like a grand or something? Yeah, it was actually on the shelf when I was walking out. They had a bottle of um, this wasn't Cristal. This was the one the bottle that's shaped. It's round like this. It's shaped like a weird circle with another circle in the middle. I forgot. It's another wrapper brandy, I think, and. It was $3,700, and I was like, wow, so who's drinking this? And the only reason you buy that is because you're like, man, I rap. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't know why you would drink that. Like, I don't want to put anything that expensive in my mouth unless it's a like Kobe steak or something like that. Right. And if I put Kobe, if I put a steak that expensive in my mouth, that means I'm independently wealthy, you know? Yeah. Like, I could never see in my regular life being like, I'm saving up to buy this liquor. It's, I, don't, I can't even imagine that. You know, spending $192 on scotch is like crazy to me. I can't believe I did it, but I'm, I'm, it was worth it. But even saying it's worth it is crazy. You know, it was so much money. Cristal is supposedly $300 a bottle. Oh, okay. I mean, if you just bought it at a store. Yeah. Right. You know, you get a, you get a <clears throat> table at a club, show well, yeah. off, you get the sparklers and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I typed, so, cause I'm a moron, I typed, how much does crystal cost? And I just spelled it like crystal. <laughs> and I got all these research results for, for crystal meth. Oh, uh, awesome. I was like, now, now you're on another list somewhere. Yeah, I was like, great. <laughs> now that's part of me forever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, crystal is with an I, not a Y. No, apparently. Mike, would you ever buy like a $1,500 bottle of wine if it was, you know, certified pressed and and uh made by the pope or something no oh so he's touched his lips yeah right no i I wouldn't care about that okay i might get get a bottle of crystal ones just to see what the deal is but do you like champagne i don't mind it okay yeah i like it okay so there's so I just was like looking for the name of that stuff, 
<laughs> the stuff that I saw, and I can't, of course, I can't find it, but I typed in rapper liquors. <laughs> and and whatever Drake's liquor is, is so unnotable that this thing has nothing, it has no information on it except for saying Drake started selling it because the name sounded sexy. It's called Virginia Black, and I have no idea what it is. Hmm. Well, it makes sense. He's from Canada, so. Yeah, exactly. It's, it fits. Good fit for his it's branding. whiskey. That's so odd. Some kind of whiskey. That actually oh. reminded me of something that I wish I would have shown you guys when you were down here. Have you ever seen the chips called Wrap Snacks? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're I have. Like, you probably passed them in whatever gas station you got your hot dogs at. There's like you know sour cream and onion and you know cheddar and barbecue and stuff, but they all they're like, you know, this is the Migos cheddar chips wrap snacks. <laughs> yeah, we should have uh, been on the lookout for that. I apologize. CeeLo so, Green is he? Uh, he's co-owner in Taiku Sake. Oh, Michael, remember that stuff? We used to buy that at the old house. Evan, do you yeah. remember that? The green bottle with mm-hmm. the light in the bottom? Uh, it actually sounds kind of familiar it's now. Like yeah, a, it's like a triangular bottle or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottle's crazy, just, crazy shape. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff is good. I liked it. <laughs> 50 cents thing is called FN Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50 cent. Who, who does Belvedere? Oh, Puffy? E forty, who you guys won't really remember, but that's a he's a he's a, a rapper. Uh, his thing is E forty malt liquor slurricane. Jesus, wow! <laughs> Come on, dude, do better, do better, man, do better. Oh, jeez, little John crunk juice, fucking idiot. Belvedere is apparently Chelsea Handler, Usher, and John Legend. Hmm. 2015, okay. the brand was chosen as the official vodka for the James Bond film Spectre. Why? I don't think he would drink that. What, what vodka? Belvedere. Oh, it's from gosh. Poland. He doesn't drink Belvedere. What does he so drink? I think he does. Oh, I guess maybe they make martini with Belvedere. Seems kind of low class to me. Yeah, he drinks vodka martinis, so I guess they do that. (laughs) Makes sense, but I don't think that's what he would use, but yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, so Evan, how was your week? Standard. Yeah? Yeah. Went to work once or twice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hooked up a couple cables. Yep. Work from home. Going to a concert on Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. Same same place. It's the same band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're back. Uh, now I'm going to see Bless the Fall, Asking Alexandria, and Black Veil Brides. Hmm. Should be good. Should be really good. Same same place, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got I got I to interrupt you with something irrelevant. I know that Michael and I both are like we got we want to finish the show because we have things to do after. But I'm going to interrupt the show with something really irrelevant. So there's all this marketing going on for the new Han Solo film Solo, right? 
And uh, honestly, I don't know who the guy he's playing solo is. I know he's been in other things. I have no idea who he is. He's doing very little marketing that I've seen. The guy who's doing all the marketing is Donald Glover because he's playing Lando Calrissian. And I think he's probably the more known of the two. So he did this thing where he walks, he does a walkthrough of the Millennium Falcon, of the new Millennium Falcon. And he's like, he goes, like, he's like, this is the captain's bedroom where all the action happens. And he's like, he's like, but let me show you the best part of this room. And it's like MTV Cribs of the Millennium Falcon. And he opens the door. It's a walk-in closet. He's like, this is my cape room. And he's like, this, he's like, he's like, this is a cape for all days. And I was like, yes. And it was so good, yo. There's so many fucking capes. There was a fur cape. He's like, this is Wookiee Line. Don't let don't <laughs> don't let what's called see this. And I was like, dude, there's so many good capes in there. And I was just like, and I just saw a picture of him. He did Saturday Night Live with one of the capes on. And I was like, why don't we wear capes? Like, why don't we wear like a short cape? You know, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Is it bad for me to want uh, to don a short cape? Uh, is it unreasonable? You'd look like a weirdo. Yeah, it look like you're like a fat guy wearing a trench coat and a fedora. Yeah, <sighs> I don't think you can really pull off a cloak anymore either. Damn it! And those are a hassle, you know. The they're so long, like the bottom of them always get muddy. You know, how do you wash those? Muddy when he's chopping through the fields. Yeah, after he's been riding his horse. You know, when you're going to the next township uh, with an urgent message in the rain. <laughs> Looking for the innkeeper, you know. <laughs> it gets really dirty. I we say, should... barkeep, uh, <laughs> a mug of your finest mead. Yeah. We should wear... <laughs> Think about it, though. When it's raining, we should be wearing cloaks because you don't want to get your clothes all dirty. It's called a wet. poncho. No, but nobody wears ponchos either. <laughs> don't you have a poncho? Yeah, that, but it makes me a weirdo. People are like, oh, this guy's wearing a poncho. Like, What's I your feel poncho weird. called? Poncho Villa. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. What else would it be named? Of course. <clears throat> I mean, that's literally like what it's called. Like, yeah. Google that. That's what he owns. Yeah, that's the brand. <laughs> Pancho Villa. It's, it's not like James poncho, named though. it. Yeah, it's, it's not like James poncho. named it. He's like, I named my Pancho Pancho Villa because I'm a psycho. Like, he didn't do that. <laughs> That'd be great. I wish I had, it, had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that would that. be great. But yeah. Like, this is Carl. And no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, this is Big Rig. This is Jesse. Like, what? <laughs> we're, br- we're bringing ponchos back, I'm telling you. And we're, I mean, we're bringing, we're bringing capes back. James, I'm not opposed to that idea. My man. I would very much like to see that Donald Glover video, if you can put it in I'll, the notes. I'll find it. I'll find it. At your convenience. Thank you. So I'm looking at the guy who is playing Han Solo in the movie Solo. And yeah, I don't know who he is either. Um, he has not been in a lot of things. He's been in a couple things here and there. Including a movie, a Woody Allen movie called Blue Jasmine. Sounds familiar. You know, <laughs> you know who he is, Mike? No. He's in a world where there's only eight Chaz Michael Vincents. <laughs> He's that guy. He's Chaz Michael Vincent or whatever Jan, the fuck. Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent, yeah. <laughs> They're like, is it? Who's Jan Michael Vincent? It's like, is it important that we know who that is? Like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's this guy. And that's the guy from Airwolf, isn't it? I don't know. James? Who, Jan Michael Vincent? 
Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'd have to look and see the face. I think it is. Yeah, he's American actor known as a helicopter pilot yeah. Stringfellow Hawk in the yeah. television series Airwolf. Jesus, ah! look at the pictures of him now. My God. Well, what is he, like 87? I mean. Oh, my God, he's fall. I... That's crazy what he looks like now. My goodness. James, I want you to get a really classic English dog, like, uh, or maybe not even, get like an Irish wolfhound or something and name it Stringfellow. That's a great name. Hmm. What's up with his leg? Tape a monocle to it. His his leg. Picture. Look at his leg. His old man leg. It's like falling apart, man. Mm. Jesus Christ. It's got amputated. My goodness. Talk about being old. Age is not like this guy's friend. It is tearing him apart. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just Google image this guy. Woo! Where are the bionics? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I see what you're talking about with the leg. What the fuck? Yeah, it's Woo! Woo! All right. He is not not age well, I'll tell you that. All right. Cool. Well, enough about Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. Jan Michael hey. Vincent, we love you. Keep on keeping on, all right? At least we remember um, we remember your name, my man. We remember your name. Yep. I wonder if someone told him about the Rick and Morty episode. He's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> my comeback. <laughs> yeah, right. I doubt that. <clears throat> He's just waiting at the door for fucking death to come get him. Um, let's see. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump in, get some, uh, get some news going here. So James, I think the first thing is you something about a shovel. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay. So there's a lot to unpack here. Okay. A lot to unpack. Okay. There's no reason to click on that. That, that, that link is a video, but it's very long, long story short, Kanye West. Okay. It all makes sense now. The man, the myth, the legend. Okay? Yeah, get Kanye a shovel. Um, so, lyrical genius. Uh, he does wonderful thing with things with words and music. It's amazing. Right? I don't think he's fucking that great, but he is good. Like, he's... Like, if you were to say Eminem, Biggie, Tupac, you know, Kanye might be somewhere at the bottom of that list. But he's not like some whatever. But anyway, he's good. So, but as we've all seen, many times genius is fleeting. Genius is insane. Uh, And prominent geniuses have been known to be very aloof. So, he has a picture floating around that he took where he was wearing a MAGA hat. Okay? And people were saying, oh, that's an endorsement, right? And then there's a lot of other things like, oh, he met with Trump, and da-da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da. So there's a lot of rumors and speculation going around whether he endorses Trump or feels good about Trump. And the times he's been asked about it, he's danced around it, okay, and not really said directly. So he is aware, I think, but I also think he's a very rich guy with a lot of money who has who has a lot of very rich 
non poor people friends. You know, like he's very removed from his audience now. And I think the problems that affect Trump affect him as far as taxation and things like that. I'm guessing I can only think that's one of the reasons like like his his world's opened up to a world where it's just not rap black rappers or poor people or poor black people or poor white people or whatever. It's a world filled with all these other rich people doing all the other rich people things. So um, they interviewed him on TMZ to ask him about the MAGA hat and he's friends with people on TMZ and everything like that. And he hangs out with the guy, the main, the main older white guy who runs TMZ. So he came on the show and sat down in their little stage that's inside their bullpen. So (laughs) I wish I tried to set my computer up so that I could play this across the thing. So you guys could hear this. You have to hear this stream of consciousness. Okay. And, um, Basically, what he says, they ask him, they say, so what did you think, you know, why would you wear the MAGA hat, you know? And he's kind of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize and I'm not going to do it justice. But he says, I had, I wore it because they said I couldn't, so I did, you know? And, you know, obviously, someone like Kanye West, when they do things, it, it has meaning, right? Like, you can't just, you know, it has meaning when you do things. So, and then he said, somehow he got onto like prisons and he was like, yeah, you know, we're in a prison, you know, prison of our mind, you know, he's like, he's like slavery, slavery. If you're doing something for 400 years, that's a choice. You chose that, you know, <laughs> and and you can see the fucking white guy. The black guy is stone faced, right? The black guy who's interviewing him is stone faced. The white guy, he's like, <laughs> he does a subtle little, so it's really bad. And then he goes on for like the next five minutes and he's like, I got to find the transcript. And I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I didn't think about finding a transcript of this. Uh, but it's so bad what he says. He's like, he says slavery was a choice. Then he's like, He's like, prisons, when I think prisons, I think the Holocaust, Holocaust, Jews, Jews, prisons, prison is, a, is, is what brings races together, white people and black people were prison together, and I was like, what are you talking about? It was like this so, it was just, it, they say, they call it a stream of consciousness to make it seem like, it almost seems like I'm flowing data out to you, but really it was more like, like his he just vomited garbage out and he's so used to people and and i mean i feel like kanye is the kind of person who he sits around a bunch of yes men and people kind of are used to him like people who around him used to him saying whatever so he just says whatever and people like oh man you know you're kanye dude you came out with fucking college dropout i mean that's an album that changed my life. This is whatever you're saying has got to be fucking platinum right now, you know? And he's just like, he's like, you know, I feel like he was like, Jesus, Jesus is the keyboard of my soul. You know, he plays, he types W A S D and I am free. You know, you're like, what are you saying? Like, that's the kind of stuff he says. <laughs> and I feel like he's around people who are like, Oh, it's so enlightening. Yes, yes, yes. And then he says it to them. So anyway, he says that shit, right? The, the conversation goes on for another like 15 minutes. Dude, a guy in the back of the fucking bullpen, stand, Kanye turns around and looks into the bullpen, and he says, you all understand prisons, right? You're all free, right? We're free in the mind, blah, blah, blah. So 
Dude, the guy in the back, because the worst thing Kanye did was turn around and engage people, a guy, this black guy in the back named Van Latham, he's sitting in the back, he's a producer at TMZ, he stands up, and he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, and he's like, and he basically goes in this kind of tirade, you know what I mean, and it's like a 15 minute like yelling match with Kanye across the room, and then Kanye comes over and says, look man, I'm sorry that I hurt you, hurt you, whatever, whatever, you know, and look, Kanye is saying what he says is at 3 minutes and 57 seconds of that video that I posted. I advise, I really think you should watch it. <laughs> like, it's 5 or 10 seconds. If you're listening to this show, if you haven't heard about this news because you're just, like, out of touch. Like, I didn't find out about this until yesterday, okay? But <laughs> if, you, if you listen to it, you're going to be like, wow, he's crazy. You know, there's something wrong with this guy. And there, a lot of people are saying, oh, he was off his meds. Oh, maybe he has a, he's mentally unbalanced. Dude, I watched the reactions, the reaction stuff to this. Dude, fucking LeVar Burton. LeVar fucking Burton. <laughs> Reading Rainbow, Jordy LaFucking Forge. He's like, this young man needs help. Someone needs to hug him and hold him down. That's what he said on the fucking news in L.A. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, they need to hold him down and just hug him. Just give him love. He needs something that he's not getting himself. People need to help him get mentally balanced. I was like, damn, LeVar, spit that hot fire. <laughs> you know? Um, the guy from ES from Sports Center, who's this like funny Sports Center guy who does the he was like just pissed. He's so pissed. And honestly, every single person that I've seen of note is like pissed. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm looking at prominent black African American stars, musicians, everything like that. People who've worked with him, they're like, "Oh my God, Kanye, what are you doing?" You know, uh, Charlemagne the God. If you guys don't know who that is, he's one of the guys from The Breakfast Club, uh, which is a YouTube show, uh, a radio show, YouTube radio, a radio show that's on YouTube every day or every week, and they have lots of, they interview a lot of prominent people. So Charlemagne the God is one of the guys, the hosts on that show, and he's friends with Kanye. He did a this weird interview with Kanye where they're walking on some fucking property out in the middle of nowhere that Kanye bought in Calabasas, and they interview him. Uh, TMZ interviews him the next day, and that's I think the number two article I, video I have posted up there. Uh, and at the India, that's a ten minute long video. It's worth watching because they give the highlights. Um, but dude, that guy, he's like. He's like, yeah, Kanye's dumb. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he just, you know, he he he's like, maybe it was nerves. Maybe he's just nervous because he's in TMZ. I don't know, but he's never said any shit like that to me. He's like, I don't know where he's coming from. You know, he's like, it's very weird. And uh, he did a song about not eh, not about slavery, but kind of about whatever. I don't know. With uh, I'm gonna say T Dog, but that's not his name. Uh, He's from Atlanta. He just was in jail. Oh, uh, fuck. Lil T? T? No, Meek Mill. No, Michael, shut up. You know what is it? What is a Meek Mill? It's a Mill. <laughs> mill Meeks. Yeah, Mill Meeks. <laughs> <laughs> they take the Meek creature and grind them up in their mill. T.I. T.I., yeah. So T.I. did this song with him. And they TMZ guy interviewed him at the airport to say, "Does this take away from what you guys talked about?" And Ti was like, "Look, look, 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 look." Ti is like, "It doesn't take away from what I was saying." He's like, "I don't know about what uh, he was saying." 
but that takes it away from what I was saying. You know, and it's it's sad to see everybody's like, look, okay, you've crossed the line. I'm stepping back. Even his wife, she was like, I was shocked and surprised by what he said. <laughs> and the best one of all, and I think, Michael, you saw this last night with Dave. The oh, best yeah. one of all was uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was like, <sighs> the Snoop Dogg one, I'm going to find it and put it in the description. It's so good. And at the end, he's like, you need to, he said, you need to start, he said, you need to meet some black women. He's like, <laughs> you need to meet some black women so they can slap the shit out of your dumb ass. He's like, for saying dumb shit. He's like, these, these white women, they, they got you too, feeling too nice. He's like, you need to be put in your place. So, something along those lines. <laughs> but it was so good, man. And I was just like, oh. And I, I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. I mean, you know, but he's not a very, He's not a put it he's always been the kind of person who's who's very uh he was very affected by money, you know, and he's always been very like I earned this. this is, I mean he's very entitled. So even from the get-go he was as an entitled asshole. So it doesn't surprise me that he would say something like this cuz he's so out of touch. You know, he's like, extremely out of touch with his audience and everything. He does all this weird shit. Remember the weird Kanye clothing line, you know? I mean, he's just, he's a strange guy who's just becoming stranger the more disconnected from his audience and his world he becomes. You know what I mean? And I'm sure we'll see in the future, like, oh, Kanye West fucking, like, is going to be, like, fucking, he sleeps with rocks every night so he can be closer to rocks. I mean, he's just some wild shit. Or he uh, he bought a pet giraffe. You know what I mean? He's, he's that kind of guy. He's going to do shit like that. You know, that's who he is. So... His giraffe is the only one who understands him. Yeah, or some shit like that. Or he he's gonna have like a a Sherpa follow him around. Oh, the Sherpa he led me through. He led me up Everest, and now he leads me through life. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does this Sherpa have to help you in fucking L.A. for? Come on, man. And the Sherpa's like, I get paid like twenty thousand dollars a fucking week to do this. I'm good, you know. <laughs> but I could totally see Kanye doing that. Like, he's just a fucking weird weirdo, and it's sad. Because now he's, like, marginalized himself into fucking, like, nobody could be behind what he's saying. And anyone who could, people would be like, this guy's an idiot. You know? The only thing is, people, a lot of people complaining because, oh, so, a lot of people complaining because um, people who want to use what his statements, state statements as something to marginalize slavery, they're already starting to do that. People are saying, oh, yeah, see, Kanye gets it, he understands, you know? Like he understands, he gets he gets it. Like slavery, just like whatever, you know what I mean. Um, and then people are he he posted on Twitter. He put on Twitter. He's like, look, the what I said was what I meant to say. Instead of saying, oh, I'm an idiot. I just said whatever without thinking. He said, he's like, I meant to say that slavery is a mental prison, and people who were mentally in prison. But no, but what he said is very clear. Like he was implying, why didn't you just? He's like, why didn't you just stand up and leave? You know, because you were mentally in prison. No. We didn't have the internet back then. People can combine and put together. You can have as many people as you want, but if you're not organized, you know. So he's but he's saying well, he's saying so naive and so uneducated, so stupid. It's embarrassing, man. And it's just like we're looking at the tails the tails the neg a tailspin that will lead, you know, take another fifty years to hit the ground, but that's what's gonna happen. You know, it's a mess. That's it. Does he need to partner up with Nas and go take a trip to Africa? Shit, no. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I would love to see what Nas had to say about it, though. I'm sure Nas would be like, this motherfucker. Kanye you know? who? Yeah, exactly. Kanye who? And, you know, so people, some notable people have been silent. Um, 50 Cent hasn't said anything. I would love, I know 50 Cent's going to have some words, but he hasn't said shit. So he's he's a tactician through and through, and I feel like he's not if he's not blasted and yet he probably won't. But I feel like behind closed doors, Fifty Cent is lighting him up because Fifty Cent's a hilarious guy, like Snoop Dogg, and he's just so funny. I'm sure he's got some really funny lit shit to say about this guy. Um, and then uh, Jay Z, haven't heard anything from him. Haven't heard anything from uh, Obama. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. There'll be more to come, I'm sure, over the as the days go on, and people saying getting on the bandwagon and kind of letting their state and what they want to state about it. But it's pretty ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, so. I'll definitely watch that video. Yeah. So, uh, part of this, people turned around. So, Kanye West said uh, a quote uh, about Hurricane Katrina about George Bush. You know, he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. So now they're saying Kanye West doesn't care about black people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there's a – someone posted – I think Snoop Dogg posted a picture of uh, – no, it wasn't Snoop Dogg. I forgot who it was. I, we saw it last night, Michael. It was yeah. a – no, it was Snoop Dogg. It was a picture of a white guy, but they had taken the face and made it, like, morphed it into Kanye's face. But they're like the new. They're like this is the new Kanye West. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my god, you know. And I was just like, and the thing is, this is not a white people thing. I've never heard any white people say slavery was a choice. Like it's, I've never heard. This is not like a race thing. Right. It's not like oh he's white now. He believes it's a thing. Like no, like that's what white people believe. Like no, yeah, no, (laughs) no. White people more than anybody are like, yeah, slavery's kind of fucked up, but we would just love to not talk about this anymore. <laughs> you know, we fucked up. I know we gave those Indians such fucked up blankets, and we did this and that. You know, like they know, right? But it, it's funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, because this is just like an idiot thing. You know, it's like just a moron. Like this guy's just a moron. And you look at him, and and all I can think is probably my prevailing thought was it's like, oh, he really has been drinking his own Kool Aid. He's been around his empty-headed wife for so long and her empty-headed family and living this vapid lifestyle that's so outside of reality that he just doesn't even know what he's – he just says whatever and expects it to be taken, you know? Like he's probably like sitting in bed like, why don't people get me? Like what? what is this backlash for, you know? Yeah. Ridiculous. Hmm. Yep. All right. Well, next up, I got another controversy here. So you guys may have heard about this, maybe not. Uh, a white girl. <gasps> At least I think she's white. Uh, wore a Chinese-style dress to her high school prom in Utah. And she posted pictures of it online because that's what people do. And... It's everyone's calling it cultural appropriation. Popular so, term these days. So the yeah, so the dress is called a a kipow or a, there's another word for it too. I forget, but and it's like what you think of like oh a a, a you know a woman wearing a Chinese style dress like just mm-hmm. picture that in your head. That's what it is. Yeah. 
And so there's this huge uproar, but apparently only in the U.S. So the, the article I linked to here says it causes an uproar in the U.S., but not in China. <laughs> so, um, you know, people in the U.S. are like, this isn't okay. I wouldn't wear a traditional Korean, Japanese, or any other traditional dress, and I'm Asian. I wouldn't wear traditional Irish or Swedish or anything. There's a lot of history behind these clothes. But in China, people are like, I am very proud to have our culture recognized by people in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else says, it's ridiculous to criticize this as cultural appropriation. From the perspective of a Chinese person, if a foreign woman wears a kapow and thinks she looks pretty, then why shouldn't she wear it? Yeah, it's a nice dress. Yeah. And someone else said, so does that mean when we celebrate Christmas and Halloween, it's also cultural appropriation? Yeah, and anyone wearing, you know, a white t-shirt and jeans is appropriating American culture. Don't you dare wear that if you're not from here. That's ridiculous. I can say this by looking at the pictures. This girl's thick. <laughs> How many cheeks, C's? Some cheeks on her. Two C's, man. Two C's. Two? She, okay. She got a little rump on her. Ah-ra-pa-pam-pam. <laughs> uh, um, you know what? I'll say this. So there's one picture here where they're all like doing this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm. yeah. Um, so I think that picture, probably of anything else, is what this is all about. Because if I saw that, it's like if I saw like a bunch of white kids in baggy pants, and they were all like making gang signs, I'd be like, that's racist, you know. I'd be like, what are they making gang signs for? Are they trying to pretend that this is, they think this is what means to be black? Are they, are they, is this gangster day? And uh, one of the people at my job, the HR rep, was like, they were like, oh, in, in, in college we had gangster time, and everyone dressed up like a gangster. And I was like, well, that's racist. That's what I was like <laughs> thinking in my mind. I was like, that's fucking racist. And I could only think, I was like, oh, I guarantee you someone wore blackface there. Because she went to that school that was notorious for that, the school that got in trouble for doing that. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, it makes perfect sense to me. But in her mind, she's like, this is perfectly fine. I'm telling a black guy about this. She didn't even think anything's wrong with it. Right? right. To me, I'm a, I'm not, like, so offended. I'm like, oh, bitch, you better watch your back, bitch. <laughs> you know? But I mean, I am like, I'm like, okay, well, something in your mind should have been like, mm, maybe not. You know what I mean? This, I don't have a problem with this. I think this whole, like, thing that they're doing here almost makes me want to be like ching chong bao or some shit like that. And I'm just like, I feel like that's what they're saying in their head when they're like doing this. So I think that might be a little racist, but I think she looks good in it and I don't see a problem with it. Like I wouldn't see a problem with someone wearing like a Korean dress, one of those fancy Korean dresses that you see like the North Korean women wearing and doing their dancing and stuff like that, or the South Korean women wearing. I think that's fine. Like, like what's wrong with this? Like the, like them wearing this, this stuff. I mean, like there's a whole thing in Seattle a couple years back that we discussed on the other podcast with Chanel where the, the guy, a woman was wearing a uh, hoop earrings and some, 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 we talked about that on our podcast. Oh, maybe it was here. And the girls were like, Oh, that's culture appropriation. And I was like, yo, don't claim that as your culture. (laughs) Number one, those are earrings. Number two, that's, that's like saying, Gatorade is my thing. No, you can't own Gatorade. You know what I mean? Hoop earrings ain't your culture, dumbass. You know. So uh, yes, I mean, it's, it's for Hispanic women, isn't that it? 
No, wasn't, was, that the, wasn't that the thing? No, I think it was black women. I think it was black women doing that. Maybe it was Hispanic women. Maybe it was. I don't know. So, as long as they're not all going like this or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, we know certain things cross the line, right? But I don't think this dress is a pole culture appropriation. I think she looks good in it. I think she was pr- she was happy enough to be a trendsetter enough to be like, I'm going to do something different at prom. And I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fine. You know, I like I said, this, I don't know why they're doing this. Like, what this... What is this about? And because I feel they're like, so cultured, James. No, I think this is a particularly Asian thing that I find a little bit like, uh, like this is this is what Americans think Asian people think, like oh hustle, oh sokoto, you know, like that's what we think as Americans. So I feel like that's what this is, what they're doing this thing. But um, and you, for you guys who are listening and not ever going to look at the show notes, it's a closed hand like in prayer, but they're all looking and smiling with their heads cocked to the side. And it's a very Asian kind of Amer- what Americans think Asian do gesture. And the girls in the pictures on her Twitter page are doing that. And I find that a little, little like a little offensive, a little much, but um, it's not offensive. It's much, but the rest of the photos are nice and she's pretty and she's thick and she's got a fat ass. And I say like, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. she's probably the best looking girl at her prom and her boyfriend is probably like, yes, <laughs> you know, I'm not mad at her for this. Yeah. Hmm. It's, a, it's a good looking dress. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, personally, I don't think that uh, group photo is racist. I think it's stupid. You know, why? There's no reason for that. It's not funny or anything. But I'm not, you know, as a white man, I'm not offended by it. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Um. Let's see. Oh yeah. So next up. So I've been I've been wrestling with this issue myself recently. So I thought this article was very timely. <clears throat> Don't give your DNA to giant genetic databases. The Golden State Killer case shows that we should protect our DNA sequences as much as possible. So in this case, it got a vicious killer off the street, but you know, if his family members had never given their DNA to some database, then they wouldn't have been able to catch it. Now, of course, you know, not, probably none of us are planning on being a killer or something or doing any crimes, you know, where we're going to, oh, we got to get the DNA. But, My future is not written in stone, Mike. Well, it's true. I mean, you never know. But... Uh, the author of this article says that a couple years ago they uh, they moderated a panel at South by Southwest called "Is Your Biological Data Safe?" and they had um, a woman who runs a do-it-yourself biolab, twenty-three and Me's privacy officer, and an FBI agent. So three three people besides mm-hmm. the author. And it said it was not hard to determine at the time that the answer was no. You should not give your DNA because they can, sure enough, you know, they can can be used for all kinds of things. Apparently, they said there was a case even where someone's DNA was used to frame them. Impressive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm in some. I'm in one of their databases. I did the 23andMe like five years ago. Really? Yep. 
when it first started. And what'd you what'd you learn about yourself? Uh, I am what I am, Mike. <laughs> He's ninety percent pirate. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean it's pretty much what I thought. You know, uh, British, Scandinavian, German, hmm. that area. Yeah. One of the one of the things was like, there's a ninety percent chance that you have wet earwax. I was like, well, what do you know? It's accurate. And they're you know they test you for, uh, I'm going to use the word propensity. I might mm-hmm. be using that incorrectly, but your potential for, uh, you know, certain types of genetic diseases or you know susceptibility to certain other diseases, and there's nothing too serious. In my report, so yeah, forty-three percent of heart failure by the time you're forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's standard American now, though. Yeah. So I'm good. Like, come, 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 come. That's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they catch Golden State Killer? Did he do a twenty-three and me or something? No, like his cousin did or something. So they had they had that guy's DNA, but they didn't know who it was, and then they found like a genetic match who, you know, they, and they found that person and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, you have one male cousin. You're like, okay, that's the dude. Yep. Oh, well, so wait, why did 23 and me submit that to the police? Um, it says, the- it says one of his relatives submitted their DNA to an open source genetic database for researchers called GED match, which law enforcement used to match the DNA left at one of the crime scenes. Hmm. Oh, shit. So are you telling me that open source is evil? Ah, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white power. Yeah, white no. power. Oh. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, no. No, I would not say that, Evan. I know you're just trolling, but uh, <clears throat> I would not say that. I wouldn't proprietary for life. No. Would you give your DNA to an open source database? I almost did. On purpose? Yes. Ugh, idiot. What were they going to give you? Like analysis, or were you like, you know, donate here? Thank no, you. No. Some kind of like twenty three of me. Uh huh. Were you tempted to do that because it was open source, or because it was like you believe in their project? Was it free or something? It's not free. Uh, I read their their web page. It sounded interesting. My mom told me about it, and it is pretty cheap compared to some of the other ones. I think when I took it, it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, this is, is this is two people for eighty nine ninety nine. So think about this, okay? Riddle me this, Batman. If you if you <laughs> go to twenty three and Me, let's let's say twenty three. Let's let's say you go to my company, okay? Uh, DNA for Dummies. Okay, you, you give your DNA to DNA for Dummies, and in our in our policy, we say we're not going to share your DNA with anybody. We're going to destroy it afterwards. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like that'd be that'd be good. Then I would do it. Me personally, outside of this example, I'd engage in that. Open source, I would never. The only reason is because I use open source heavily at work for computer stuff, and I know what happens to open source. Half of it is like. 
you know, oh yeah, we're helping the world by doing something cool and letting a repository exist for whatever. But what happens is people take those data sets for and do all kinds of inexplicable shit with them because it's open source. So the FBI is using it, and you know, my company is using it, and some other companies like we're gonna fucking clone people on an island out of this. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of wild shit. I just, I, I would never give like it's one thing to like donate code to to a fucking open source repository, but not genetic information. I would never. That's just reckless beyond the pale belief. It's just fucking no way, no way, because anybody could use it. Absolutely anybody. China could be doing God knows what. You never know. You know, and there's no way to find out, and there's no one, no one gives a shit. You know, it's like, it, no, that's just too reckless. That's how I look at it, because I think about what people do with open source code repositories. You know what I mean? They just put all kinds of random branches and shit in there, and you're just like, okay, you know, I'll just run this on my computer. <laughs> that's just a computer. <laughs> I mean, what would happen? Like, you get cloned, or you get framed for a crime or something? Is that what you're I, I worried don't about? know. Or maybe they take that genetic data in like 300 years and do something weird with it. Make some fucking well, you're lion dead. human hybrid. Yeah, you're dead, but still. You're still. still. Your yeah, soul you're would feel responsible? No, it's not that. Not that at all. It's mine. It's mine. I mean, technically, it's, it's not a matter parents. of. Yeah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. That batch you got right there is mine. And I didn't say you could do it, so you better not fucking do it. But if you give it to an open source repository, you have no. It's just like you're saying, yeah, it's open source. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd rather have some control. If I know you're going to destroy it, or I know you say we're going to use this to clone humans in the 2050s, in the in the 2150s, I'd be like, okay, you know, fine, I don't mind, whatever, you know. But I don't want it to just anybody can do whatever with it. I don't want my I don't want that data set to be used to be to make a person. One day, or some crazy shit that's like, what the fuck? Some beyond the pale wild shit. You what know? if you are the one person on on the planet who has a natural immunity to malaria, and they sequence your DNA to come up with a cure? You're like, nah, that's mine. That'd be fine. You just want and then if I gave it to them for that purpose, sure. You just want insurance that it won't be, you know, used for. I something want control over what's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't do something cool with it or whatever. Even if they told me they said we're going to use your DNA to make a fucking a fucking dog person hybrid and his life's going to be hell, I'd be like, <laughs> that's not really cool, dude. But okay, you know what I mean. But just tell me. I don't. The, the thing that sketches me out is that people do unknown shit with your shit, you know. And that's you just want to know up front. I want to know up front what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be blindsided, you know, in 20 years when someone's like, oh, your DNA was used for God knows what. You know, or you're being framed for this murder because your DNA was a public asset. Someone was able to fucking make it out of fucking digital code into fucking blood and they splattered over the walls of the murder scene, you know, or some shit like that. We don't know what people will be capable of in the future. And open source is too easy for people to, for anyone to get access to. Anybody, a guy in his fucking garage, you know, like mm -hmm. we got to get out past the thought process that genetic engineering is something is the domain of fucking geniuses. It's not. Anybody could do it. I could start doing it right now in my living room, you know? So it's just not – I wouldn't. I would never do that. It just seems too risky to me. Or someone engineering genetically fucking genetic diseases, mm -hmm. you know? Some fucking, some fucking Joe Ledger shit. I mean, <laughs> Trying to give me Tay-Sachs. Does... <laughs> <laughs> the planet does need a good cleansing once in a while, James. Yeah, I guess.
The cleansing. Yeah. Think about it. If you were going to do that, though, where would you go for a bunch of genetic information? An open source genetic database. Mm-hmm. Or contract the Chinese to steal it from a closed source. I guess, but you guys are always talking about conspiracies and shit, and now you're not. I don't have my back on this one. You two crazy nutbags. <laughs> you two crazy maniacs. Michael has a tinfoil hat on his, on his floor right now that he wants to reach for, but he won't. Because I don't care if, <laughs> if private corporations are out to do you know devious things or individuals. It only matters if the government's involved. That's where the, my conspiracy theory is. This is a great example of the government yeah. being involved, though. They caught this guy. I mean, I'm glad they caught this guy. He's a fucking monster. He deserves to get fucking nailed to the wall. But at the same time, it's like... This I mean, is if the big... government's involved in the conspiracy. Otherwise, I don't care. Oh, well. Okay. Well, I'll take the, I'll take the non-government conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. <clears throat> this is a good one. Mystery mystery pooper at New Jersey High School's track turned out to be superintendent. Superintendent Chalmers? Yeah. <laughs> so this guy lived a couple miles away from the school. He came to this school every morning and like ran, like exercised. Um they found human feces on or near the football field and track daily. So they set up surveillance or something. And then they caught this dude and he was arrested. Now he's not the superintendent of this school system, <laughs> but of like a neighboring school system. <laughs> That's like, fuck the, yeah. Fuck these guys. I, I don't know what he's <laughs> <clears throat> so what he's thinking. So weird. Did he get fired? He has taken a paid leave of absence from his $147,000 a year job. Leave can only be unpaid if a person is indicted or faces tenure charged. Oh, he has tenure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, Citing so. state law. I wonder hmm. what they'll do to him. Wherever he goes, people can be like, that's the, sh- the mystery shitter. <laughs> yep. And the kids are going to be like, what's up, shit stain? <laughs> and then look, down here it's like, <clears throat> it says the poop thickens. Mystery pooper apparently bypassed nearby portable toilets. I was That was actually one of my questions. Were there facilities available? <laughs> so I guess the answer is yes, and he chose not to use them. What a classy dude. Yeah, like he he sat, he squatted, he faced those porta potties, looked right at them, and then took a shit. All right, so here's some follow up, um, some follow up questions. Uh, did do you think he took a shit before or after his run? Because if he took it before, could you imagine running miles unwiped? I'm assuming he didn't bring toilet paper. You know, I was wondering about that, and people were like, yeah, I just took a shit in the woods. I'm like, then what? Yeah. I mean, Michael, not everybody's shit, your... so you're like a mess like yours. I, I would oh, argue like that clean, very, the, very the clean, clean people shit? come out clean, though. like clean enough to go about the rest of your day. No, I think if you squat, your cheeks spread naturally the way they're supposed to spread out. So you don't have that mess. <sighs> I don't know. If you're walking around with a shitty asshole, then yeah, it's a mess already. 
when you squat, you just spread it apart a fucking a fucking uh, what's those those paintings? <laughs> fucking <laughs> the ink blots. Uh, <laughs> you Rorschach. Just, you just spread it a Rorschach in your ass apart, <laughs> and then you just squat it there. But if you don't have a shitty asshole, if you feel like I have to poop, and you squat down, and your ass naturally spreads, and you push it out, and you poop, and then you wiggle a little, and then you stand, you're clean. Like I'm glad I have a balanced diet full of healthy grains, fibers, and meat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's terrible. So how'd they catch him? Set up surveillance or something? Jesus. Look at this picture. This is a guy who shits at schools. (laughs) (laughs) Look at his face. (laughs) You fucking maniac. Jesus Christ. What a shitty disposition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. What's next? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? So, a guy in California who built a business out of recycling e-waste is headed to federal prison for 15 months because uh, he got sued uh, or he got taken to court because he made restore discs and uh they said that he he infringed on microsoft uh microsoft's you know uh whatever oh, to the tune of $700,000 you know how much he's selling them for what oh oh he's selling them is that what yeah, it was yeah for 25 cents a disc this says $25 i thought oh no i'm sorry it says uh, it says the ruling was that the discs he made had a value of $25 a piece. Oh, yeah. He was selling them for $0.25, cents, though. Okay. It says, even though the software they contained could be downloaded free, and the disc could only be used on computers that already had a valid Microsoft license. The problem was he was selling them. If so he if he was giving them away, they'd be, he'd be okay? Yeah, because it's, there's nothing. It's, it's not, he wasn't doing nothing with them. You know, it's if like he's prostitution? giving them away. You're selling it, it's well, legal, no, but I if mean, you're giving it away, it's fine. The idea is you take the restore disk and you try to put it, you put a Windows restore disk for a Dell and you tan <coughs> it. And of course it's not going to work because it's a fucking tandy and the disk knows that. You put it in your Dell, the Dell's like, okay, this is the right model, this is the right blah, the right blah, okay, I will allow you to restore this thing. And mm-hmm. that's what happens. So he could sell all the, give away all the restore disks he wants. The problem is he sold them. That's a problem. He's like, oh, I'll make a little money on the side, you know? And he got caught. I heard about this, yeah. Mm. Poor guy. I feel sorry for him. Is that why you <clears> form a uh, an LLC, James? Or a shell company of some sort? Absolutely. To protect yourself? Mm-hmm. It Corporate wasn't me. It was, the share, it was the shareholders. Yeah, it was, it was the shareholders. <laughs> well, no, the shareholders cor- are responsible. Corporate <laughs> personhood, man. Nobody's responsible. I don't think that's how that works. Oh, it's 100% how it works. Just kill someone up. Corporation did it. Sorry. Well, no, it can't kill anybody. But like a crime like this, totally, totally, totally get away with that. Hmm. We'll have to get a lawyer on here. Charlie Kelly here. Expert yes. in bird law. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like this. This judgment just won't fly. <laughs> Wink, winking the gun at the camera. 
Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. Yep. Or bird person. <laughs> bird person is the expert witness. Yep. So. Oh, have fun in jail, bro. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Wonder if he gets a fine as well, or just the prison time. Does 50, that make him a felon? Fifty thousand dollars fine. Mm, it's not too bad. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. Like, if you go to federal prison, are you a felon, or does it just depend? You can go to like a local, a local uh, prison or a penitentiary or something. It just depends on the crime as to whether it's a felony or not. Yeah, it's just a crime. I mean, plenty of murderers don't go to federal prison. You know, right. they go to state Is murder prison. a felony though? Yes. You sure? Yes. Hmm. Any serious crime is a felony. Mm. Okay. And I think stealing over like a certain amount, like five hundred dollars or something like that, is considered a felony. So if you stole according to this seven hundred thousand dollars, well, then yeah. That's a felony. <laughs> I need to look up the rules here. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see. What do we? So nothing for stranger danger. Everything safe and secure. Uh, entertainment. So it looks like we got a we got a couple movies in here. A Black Panther. Who wants to talk about that? Um, that's me. That's mine. Okay. Um, yeah. So I saw Black Panther. I saw Black Panther and Infinity War back to back. Um, really? Yeah. I went to the theater, uh, saw Black Panther at seven and saw Infinity War, sadly, in some awkward form of 3D called XD, which was horrible, um, because that was the only theater and I sat between two sweaty men, uh, which was also horrible, but quite fine. Uh, were they also (laughs) named James? No, no, they weren't. They, I don't know what their names were. One was actually neither of them were sweaty. It was like just two dudes, two random dudes. But it was it was fine. Whatever. They were cool. Um, they did not bother me. But uh, yeah. So Black Panther. Uh, it's probably the best superhero movie that's come out in. Period. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I was kind of shocked at how good it would be. Um, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of, I don't know. I thought they were going to be doing, I kind of thought the African thing was going to be over the, an over the top variable that I I would just not jive with. I don't know. I have a thing about Africans because I'm a bad person. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to hide it. I just don't have a, I have a thing. You know, I've worked with that. I worked the African people I've worked with. I've annoyed the fuck out of me. My ex girlfriend who gave me a lot of pain was African. She's a wonderful woman, but just you know, made put me off Nigerian women forever, probably. And uh, yeah, I just kind of thought I don't know. I had I have negative feelings, which is bad. Like it's very extremely racist. I know that. You know what I mean? Um, and also as a black person in America, I hate being called an African American. Because I have nothing, I have no, I know nothing about Africa, you know. Like I'm as American as Evan or Michael, who are as white as Mom and Apple Pie, you mm-hmm. know. So that's how I feel, you know what I mean. Um, so 
I went into this kind of skeptical, but I knew I wanted to see it because I want to see all the Marvels in order. You know what I mean? So I went ahead and watched it, and it was so good and so well done. And you come off with this feeling in the first five minutes of the movie that you're like, oh, Wakanda is this uppity, like, (laughs) they're this rich-ass fucking country in the middle of fucking this poor everywhere. Everybody's struggling, and these guys are doing, doing doing good on their own. You know what I mean? And they got all these resources and they're not sharing. That's how I felt, and I was like, I hope this movie is about them doing better. And they touched on that concept just enough for you to be like, okay, good job. But they didn't beat it or hammer it, and they didn't – all the usual tropes that you would expect from a movie like this, they hit all of those. But they hit them in such a way that you still never – you still felt like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. It's an introduction film to this character, and it's also – but they did it – I can't explain it, man. To me, it was like watching The Last Samurai, you know, in the sense culturally, because The Last Samurai, you watch it. And I watched it. I didn't watch this thinking. I don't know. I can't explain it. But it it almost felt like you were getting a glimpse into this other culture. Or like if we watched a movie about Scottish, a Scottish king, you know, like it was like that for me. You know, I didn't watch it as a black guy watching a movie about African people you know, who my ancestors doing their thing. It was more a movie about me taking a glimpse into this other culture's lifestyle and being amazed at all the art and beauty and how well it was done. And it was just really good. I mean, it was really good. There were some of the things that were just over the top. I kind of expected to see a lot of over the top. We're Americans and this is what we think Africans do, you know? And there was one of that, like the guy had the plate in his lip. <laughs> it was like that. Like that, <laughs> and he's trying to talk, and he's like, he's like, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know. But there was only one scene like that, and the guy, the rest of the movie, the guy only grunted, you know. So they knew it was over the top. This, these three lines, you know what I mean? So he's he supposed different. What? Something just happened with your microphone. Heard like a little ping. Yeah, can you? Still you might hear me? be low on battery. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, let me plug. Let me, I think the, I felt the plug come out. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, the, the guy was kind of like talking with this plate in his mouth, and it was like really ridiculous. But it was for three lines, and then that was it. And the rest of the time, he kind of grunted or you know he nodded his head or whatever. And it didn't feel like it was a joke. It just felt like they did this thing. It wasn't meant to. I don't think it was meant to be funny, you know. But it was funny, and you know, his sister. Um, the guy plays Black Panther, uh, T'Challa, I don't know his name, but his name in the movie is T'Challa or something like that. Him and his sister have this great, uh, Hulk and Thor-esque relationship where they have this cool back and, this funny back and forth. It's really good. And they give you enough of every storyline that you're really satisfied. And you would like, I'd love to see more about this, this, another, more background. But, you know, at the same time, you're like, okay, this is good. You know, I get it. You know, you, you ever see, you ever see, like, sometimes you watch the extra credits, the extra background, like, the extra bat, like, the, the cut stuff, and you're like, oh, that explains so much. Maybe there'll be parts of this movie that are like that, but for the most part, you watch it, and you're like, oh, I got it. Like, they're a couple. They're in some kind of relationship, you know? And it, it gives us all we know to know that they're in some kind of relationship is two words. 
you know? She says something to him, and he says something to her. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they continue on. And it's enough to give their, give their relationship extra weight and make, give it more meaning for later on in the movie when it has impact. It was good. I enjoyed it through and through. Um, I, I would suggest everybody see that movie. You know, it's probably still in theaters in some places. Or if you're, you know, if you just don't do theaters, you can go download it. I'm sure someone has it, but it's good. It was good. I enjoyed it, man. It was, it was, it was as good, if not better, than the first Iron Man. You know, um, which people have kind of said this is the best Marvel movie, the first Iron Man. This was to me really good. It was like they took all the lessons learned from all their Marvel movies and put them all, packed them all in here. It was really good. Super well done. Um, and then I sat after that, I watched Infinity War, which is the next chronological film. And, uh, it was amazing. People said people, you know, I read some reviews and, you know, some reviews were like, Oh, it's too much. It's too many famous people in one movie. It's too much. It's too good. Too good of shape. You know, no, (laughs) too healthy, too healthy. It was just right. (laughs) It was just right. Well managed. The stars all like bang, 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 bang. Some people had were were too short and they're too quickly. Um, what's his name? The guy who plays Tyrion Lannister, the the Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He was not in there long enough. I think um, he literally has maybe ten or fifteen lines. Um, and he plays a dwarf. But the dwarf is huge. <laughs> so like so like and, and I feel like there was a joke in there, but they just didn't get to it. Because they never touched on it. But it was definitely It was definitely there was definitely a joke in there. You know, where Rocket the Raccoon and Thor were supposed to be like, Oh, Rocket's like, this guy's a fucking dwarf or something like that, but they didn't. It turns out it comes out to be like they just kind of speed past wherever that joke was supposed to fit in, and they just introduce him, and he's massive. You know, they're like the dwarves of Levengar or whatever, and he's a fucking – he's bigger than – he's huge. <laughs> he's like a giant. You know, he's bigger than Andre the Giant. He's fucking huge. And he's a huge fucking guy, you know? <laughs> so this monster, and he's walking around, and they're helping him, like, start restart the forge of whatever. And, uh, I mean, it was – but it was good, man. It was so good. And my God. My God. Okay. In Black Panther, the villain of the year is Killmonger. He is such a good villain. I'm sorry to jump back, but I was just thinking about uh, the villain from Infinity War, and it made me think I wanted to talk about it in Killmonger. Killmonger is such a good villain. He's, he is the archetype for what every villain should be built upon. In every movie or every TV show, a TV show where the villain spans an entire season and then disappears or dies at the end of the season, or a movie where they focus on one villain for that movie and then his time is over at the end of the movie, this was what the villain should all be like. They should all be designed like Killmonger. He was so good that I was shocked at how good this guy acted out this character. Like, I have a new, new, there's new depths of understanding of like how good an actor this guy is. So anyway, was he better than Apophis in Stargate SG One? Uh, Evan, oh, trolling. No. Trolling. He's better than everybody in Stargate SG One. I'm sorry. Stargate's <laughs> Stargate's great. 
but nobody I'm not gonna say anybody there was acting. They're all reading. They're all like reading lines, basically. Like just like everything else on sci-fi. Nobody's a good actor who was on sci-fi. I'm sorry. It's true. Okay. This guy was so good. It is a serial like Will Riker poured his heart out. Will Riker was trying into to that act, beard. At least. Into that beard. Yeah, into that beard. So and by beard you mean Deanna Troy, because he's gay. She's his beard. <laughs> oh, oh! Right. <laughs> no, but I mean he, he, Killdozer, I mean Killmonger is really good. So anyway, uh let's get on to what's his name? Who's he's just like in so many Marvel films, it's ridiculous. Um and I can't remember his name. What's his name? Who? The guy who played uh Thanos. Um, Josh Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin. Dude, Josh Brolin is so fucking good in this movie. He's so good. Like, I had just... So to go from seeing Killmonger to watch Thanos, you realize you're like, this, this, this is it. This is what two villains should be like. You know, you have the villain of a movie, and then you have the villain of a lifetime. And you see these two guys, and the two notes so perfectly hit that you just want to fucking cry. Because they both outshine everybody in their movies. You know? I mean, in in Black Panther, all the actors were, like, spot on. Right? They were all great. They are all hitting all their notes. Killdozer was just Killmonger, which is another great one among all of them. Thanos... He outshines every single person in that fucking movie. The probably the guy who comes closest to him is Thor. Okay, and the and the kid who plays Spider-Man because he plays the Spider-Man character so well that you just believe it. Right? You just really buy all in. You go all in with it. But the rest of them, I mean they were just doing their thing, right? They're just doing their superhero thing. You're like, "Okay, whatever." You know? But dude, fucking ugh. To watch Thanos come onto the scene, and he has so many lines, so you get so many treats with him. He comes on, and he's just like, he's speaking, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. You're like, oh, it's a verbal orgasm all in your face. It's so <laughs> nice. It's so fucking nice. And so I'm not going to spoil, but people have compared this to a, they've said a, called this a, um, a Shakespearean tragedy, which is what it is. And actually a guy at my job was like, Oh, not a Greek tragedy. And I was like, what's he mean? You know? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess not. You know? And I was like, I wonder if he knows. It's like, he probably doesn't. So, (laughs) um, but anyway, yeah, it, it is a Shakespearean tragedy. It's so good though, man. It is fucking great. I mean, you have, you have a great time watching this. And at the end, the end credit, which I'm, I'm going to spoil this just because you can find it anywhere and most people aren't going to know. They, um, if you watch, you know, the credits, the credits, the credits, the last scene behind the credits is, uh, what's his name? The black guy with the eye patch? Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Nick Fury and the chick who's with him, they notice things are going wrong. He gets out of his car and he goes, to his, he pulls a pager out of the back thing, this crazy looking pager, and he starts typing into the pager, and then he, something happens to him as well, and he drops the pager, and then as he drops the pager on the ground, you see the logo on the pager of Captain Marvel, 
So now they're teasing Captain Marvel, um, which is later on this year or next year, I guess. Um, but that's what it's about. And I was just like, oh. And I sat there and I was like, I was like, <laughs> you know, so I guess Captain Marvel is going to be the hero of the next one mm-hmm. of the next Infinity War. But they're going to give her she's going to have a uh, an intro film later on this year, I think. So I, I, I have not seen it. Uh, I don't think anyone who listens to this will care too much about spoilers, but I heard a lot of people died. I don't know who. But I heard there was a lot of death in some, you know, like the final fight scene or whatever. And I saw a, a picture that I thought was funny that showed it was the question was like, who's your favorite Infinity War character? And it showed like a, a quad panel with four piles of dust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler because I think they're doing a common trope in in superhero movies, which is like everything will be reset by like an, a, a some kind of a parallel world or a time machine or someone making a wish to a fucking intergalactic gate deity or some shit like that to reset fix it by the tesseract. Was well, that destroyed? No, he has all the Infinity Stones. Tesseract was one of the Infinity Stones. Gotcha. So he has them all at the end of the movie. Um, but I don't need any more details. I just thought that was funny. I wanted to mention it while we were talking about Yeah, so yeah, a lot of people die. A lot of people die. And some <laughs> some more brutally than others. Some of them get off lightly, but some of them just die brutally and you're going to fucking cry. You're going to fucking cry. Like you're going to stand there. You're going to sit there in the theater and tears are going to flow freely. Because some of the people are so shocked when they die that you're just like, and their acting is so good that you're just like, what happened? How did that person die? Yeah. You know? And it's, and, and, and Thanos is so fucking good. I can't, I can't explain it because Thanos, you feel for Thanos. Like Thanos is supposed to be the absolute evil in this world, Right. But he's not. He's a torn person trying to do right by the universe. You know? Trying mm-hmm. to avoid the mistakes his people made. And he's trying to do it in such a way that's so clear that you almost say, okay, you know, I'll contribute. Like, you almost feel that way. It's scary it's like good. For, for the universe to survive and better itself, you all can't be here anymore. I'm sorry. Half of that you. that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Half of you have to go. Does he does he is he like all knowing so he can no. see the future or whatever? So he's like, I know that if you continue this way, like you specific people, that's gonna lead to bad things. No. He's okay. not all knowing. He he knows what he knows because he's uh because he's seen it because it's it happened to his people. Okay. Yeah, so gotcha. he's a he's a Titan, and his planet's called Titan, um, and it's I guess whatever it had had this happened to his people, so that's why he he's he knows, you know. But otherwise, he's he's not it's not malicious, right? Like what he's doing is not there's no not a malicious bone in his body. It's really weird, honestly. Is it kind but of like a parallel between 
like the second most recent Superman movie where they brought back the uh, three people in like black suits. And there was like a tear between doing good on Krypton and like a huge military coup. Yeah, but you know what? The what what they're doing is so tropey. Like you can still tell that um the guy who I forgot his name, but the guy who wants who's who's trying to kill Superman in the movie, you can kind of tell he sorta sorta wants power. Yes. Like you could tell there's a power issue there too. Like he wants power. And even when he takes the this is a military coup on Krypton, it's about power to that extent, you know, and, and kind of conquer. Power and the ability to conquer other places. That's not what what's called doing. Like he doesn't want, he doesn't seem like he wants power. He doesn't want to be worshipped. He doesn't want to conquer. He just has to execute this task because he's done the cruel calculus and he knows the answer. Is he the Superman of Titan though? No. Like is, he's like the good guy of Titan. He's just a strong fucking dude. Okay. He's just <laughs> a big dude. I'll watch the movie. How about yeah. that? It's worth watching. It's hundred percent worth watching. Yeah, you do not have to see Black Panther, but there are camp- characters in Black Panther who reprise their role. So, so, and there, a fair amount of the movie takes place in Wakanda. So you might be like, "Huh, what's happening?" But otherwise, you don't have to see the movie to to get it. But honestly, like I said, you should watch Black Panther. It's really good. Dude, just watch it for Killmonger. Like, dude, I, I know so many fucking guys are gonna be Killmonger for Halloween. It's gonna yeah. be stupid because his character is so fucking good. You know, like, dude, I sexually identify as Killmonger. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say right now. Like, that's Kill Killmonger is my fucking spirit animal. You know. Anyway. <clears throat> nice. Oh, oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. If I had to say one thing, there is a a tr- uh, a trend here. Killmonger's motivations are a much, much, much like like Thanos's motivations. Like, almost the same, like, a lack of a lust for power, a lack of a, like, he doesn't care about all, any of those things. He has a, he's a man on a mission, performing a task, and he has to do these things to perform these tasks, to get, to get his mission complete, and he's like this, bip, 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 he's, he's just checking off, check, checking off boxes, and that's what he's doing, you know? So he seems, from the outside glance, he's even deeper than fucking Thanos, from the outside glance, he seems like just an evil bad fucking trope. Like, a, just a fucking caricature of a ba- of a villain. But once you pull back the fucking... You wipe off some of the dirt and you look in, you realize, oh, this is a very damaged young man who is doing what he thinks he needs to do. And I'm saying it, the way... What I'm talking about when I talk about these two villains is what everyone says about all villains, right? Like, he's doing what he does because he thinks he's the right thing to do. He really believes. But this is, like, so well done that you believe. You not you don't like a lot of times you watch a movie and you know the villain is doing this thing because you know that's what Hollywood has and some villains do. They want this villain to be likable. You know, they want you to accept him, so they make him they, they give him a thing you can believe in. Here, you know it. You know it because it's been conveyed to you through acting and through the story. Not through not because you know a trope when you see one. You know, because we kind of a we kind of like convert what we know about Hollywood and what we've seen in a movie to say, oh, this is blah, and this action is occurring because I know that this is a thing they do. But here, you go in. I went into both expecting like just bad guys, just pure evil bad guys, and they're not. And they convey it to you every time they get a chance that, hey, you know, I mean, Killmonger's a, ma- a mean motherfucker, no doubt. He's meaner than Thanos by far, but he's 
he's it's not even malicious with him really. It's just like I have to execute these tasks and you're in my way. So okay, Michael, I'm done. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I uh, <clears throat> I might have to go see uh, one or both of them. I I was kind of planning on seeing Infinity War just because it looked it looked good. So, and you know me, I'm not normally into these kinds of movies, but yeah, you probably haven't you haven't seen many of them, right? You've only seen a few of them. I have not. Yeah, I've seen yeah. only uh maybe two or three of them, really. So, uh, anywho. All right, so I don't know if you guys heard about this. This is a while ago now. So back in 2004, a guy out in Colorado got pissed off about his um, his town. He got into some zoning dispute. And so what they... And he, for months and months, he took a bulldozer, he put it in his garage... And he heavily modified it <laughs> and basically turned it into a crazy ass tank. Like complete with like, you know, like it's armored and it has like air conditioning in it and stuff. Where did he get the money for this? I don't know. And he went on a rampage through town. He destroyed 13 buildings, including... The, um, let's see, he, he destroyed the mayor's house and he destroyed town hall and the only, the only person to die in the rampage was him. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the bulldozer or the kill dozer, as they call it, uh, got stuck in the basement of a department store as he tried to mow through it. And then, so he got stuck and he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Like he shot himself in the head in the thing. So even after that, so he was the only person to die. It still took the cops 12 hours to break into the thing and get him out. Like that's impressive. how armored and shit it was. That's impressive. Yeah. You guys ever hear about this? Yeah, nope. I, heard, I heard about that a long time ago. Yeah. So Evan, no, huh? Nope. Yeah. So this guy's a fucking He maniac. didn't get stuck on a medium? Or that was the guy was that the guy in a tank who got stuck on a medium on the highway? Could be, yeah. Probably the tank guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this guy got stuck in like a basement. I remember <laughs> reading about this on Cracked, actually, like a while ago. And I was like, What? <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, This is crazy. And like they say, uh, they're like, there's right here at the top, they're like, this incident uh, proves again that real life is crazier than any movie. (laughs) They're like, this is actually becoming a movie. So the whole thing is, they're going to make a documentary about it called Tread. Why? They're going to make it about the man and his armored machine. Get the fuck out of here. I I don't have a problem with that, honestly. I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I'd like to. I'd like to see that. I'd like to just see what it, like if they if they really know what was in his head and this isn't some made up shit, then I'd be interested in knowing. Like if he left a manifesto behind or people were like talking about if this is about like what his motive, like what brought him to this and what his motivation was. I'd like to. I'd be interested in knowing because so far they've played him up. This is the first time I ever heard him called somebody. Like I read a little piece of the article Michael put in there, and it seems like some people are like, oh, he was a hero. 
you know? And this is the first time I ever heard anything like that. I thought he was just some maniac, some unhinged goober in a fucking tank. You know, in a fucking uh in a in a thing driving around being a maniac. Yeah. It says here he recorded almost three hours of audio cassettes spelling out his motives. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's your script. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Is he upset about zoning laws or something? That's what it you says. Know, go like object to that, you know, at the at the council meeting. Don't build a fucking kill dozer. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not saying what he did was okay, but none of us own anything, so we're all. So we're like, oh, who cares a shit about zoning? But if you actually owned like a house somewhere and it was re, your area was your neighborhood was rezoned or some shit like that, you'd probably be triggered. Like you'd be like, oh, well, it says he was a muffler shop owner. Yeah, so maybe his neighborhood was rezoned where his muffler shop was or something. Yeah, I don't know the full story about that, but well, in two years, you can. Uh, you guys can review this. We'll have to travel to Tennessee and watch well, it there. I will not. As James <laughs> said, sometimes sometimes you have to, what is it, hoist the black flag? and That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Slit some throats or whatever? That's right. Well, there you fucking go. <laughs> but no, even in this article, they're like, yeah, some people are, are saying he's a folk hero. Um, they're like, but the AV Club points out that he's a crazed domestic terrorist. Like yeah, that's of course more, those liberal guys more say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's what it is. I mean, come on, man, you can't go through tearing through town in a fucking tank or whatever. Like Jesus Christ, man. I mean, of course that's what it is. But you know what? Sometimes you got to shake the tree of liberty, man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trolling. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So let's see. What do we have here? Oh, I meant to put a link in here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, feel the love. What do we um, got? Yeah, this is a really quick one. So this is a funny thing that Disney Labs made. It's a it's a jacket with 28 airbags in it. Uh, for to give you haptic feedback, you can let's say you can feel a hug with it. Oh, yeah, or, or like getting shot or whatever, <laughs> you know, like any kind of a like simulated thing from VR, a VR thing. And one of the examples that they're like, you can feel yourself being surrounded by a love, a, a friendly snake. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the lady who's doing it looks terrified. So, yeah, but I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I am Baymax. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I thought it was pretty cool, though. Um the other thing was I got in here is a game that I would love for us to play and stream on Twitch one day if we can. I don't know. Maybe we could do like a hangout and then also stream this on Twitch because you only need two. You need two people, two people to play it, and like one person. I mean, it's just it's two people playing basically. Um, but this is called Spy Party. So this is a cool game that I've watched people play for a while in alpha, and now it's just come out into open at early. It's either early access or it's live now, but you can go buy it, and I'm probably going to pick it up today. But basically the theme of the game is uh, one person is in a party that's visible from from most angles by a sniper that's outside that's the other player. The sniper has one bullet, and the sniper has to observe everyone in the party and try to find out who the spy is. And the spy has certain tasks, like switch out this statue with this, reach, talk, speak to the double agent, um, talk to the, you know, turn, turn the ambassador to your side, uh, seduce your target, you know, and you have like four or five missions that you have to get done during this party. 
Um, and so the, the sniper knows what you have to do, and you know what you have to do, but he doesn't know who you are. So and there's like 15 people in the room. So he has to watch everybody, basically, and try to deduce and shoot the right person. It looks like a lot of fun. I've watched Node playing it, and, oh, man, it looks like a ball. So I definitely want us to do this. I'm hoping we can, at some point, you know, we can get the game. One or two of us can get the game, and then we can kind of get together and play this together. It'd be fun. So we'll have to try that out at some point. You'll be playing with Mike because I've watched some streams and I could not be less interested in this game. Really? I think it's ridiculous. I will never play it. Really? Why? It looks totally boring to me. I just have no interest in it. That's in, I'm surprised. I figured you would be. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's like, okay. How, I mean, how many times can you play the same game with. Like, well, in different the same environments, room with different one task? Eh. Uh, well, that sounds like the game you play on a regular basis. Actually, it does. It sounds it like does. most games, to be perfectly honest. Most oh, yes. games have like a singular purpose. Yes. But there's no action. You're like watching people walk around, and there's no reward. You like, get to kill oh, I somebody. Guessed, I guess the right person. Okay, play guess who. You know, I would rather play guess who than this game. <laughs> I love Evan's automatic defense mechanism of Quake. He's like, it sounds it like is. all games to me. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is true. Oh, man. Michael, do you want to play it? Do you find this interesting? I, I mean, I, I gave a quick and dirty explanation, but I'll put a link to one of the Node videos mm. in here. Might be worth a look. Um, all right. So we were talking about this earlier, I think, before the... Before we start recording, mm-hmm. cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. So there was a service that's now defunct called On Live. Um, but there's another service that Evan was just talking. To, we we're just talking about called Leap Computing. That is also maybe getting into the same business. Uh, we're still not sure if they're actually live yet or what. Um, it says like sign up now, but then I see like pre-order, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's been pre-order for years. I actually did log into my account, <laughs> so I'm still there, and shows my set my uh, product that I ordered was Leap Computing pre-order Enthusiast AMD Leap Computing Cloud Gaming PC Level One. Um, status pending. It's been status pending, you know, as far as I know, for like three years. Hmm. Honestly, any company who has the resources to to do this uh, isn't going to do it. They are they are mining something. <laughs> it's that'd right. be much much more profitable because they have you know in theory top of the line video cards, you know like a dozen of them in every you know server rack, and they have data centers full of server racks, uh, you know to provide this cloud gaming experience. But if they already have that hardware. You know, if if you're a client or something, you're going to pay sixty dollars. I think it's sixty dollars a year. That's nothing. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean they they'd make that you know mining in like an hour. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, all reason I brought this back up is because we were talking to our friend Dave, and he is signed up for like a beta or something. 
of NVIDIA's version of this. Mm-hmm. And I put a link in the show notes there to the NVIDIA Cloud Gaming. It's called NVIDIA. It's also called NVIDIA Grid or Grid Gaming. Um, and so he told us he actually he, he was able to play a game on his laptop that just had a crappy, you know, built-in Intel graphics card. And he was able to play some game. I forget what game it was. But a game that definitely requires a discrete graphics card. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't go around talking shit about you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... That's cool. So, NVIDIA could pull this off because if they just want to fill a data center with... You know mm-hmm. their own cards. That's they can do that, no problem. You know they don't have to worry about uh, you know MSRP or you know. Well, I mean they still have to pay for it somehow. But... They do, but it's, they don't have to like pay you know added cost of another middleman or something. I don't know if Leap True. Computing was getting you know their cards direct from Nvidia at cost. I doubt it. Well, yeah, probably not. So. But that's yeah, cool. this is interesting. I did I didn't know this was this was still a thing and it was it was coming back. So apparently it's back. So there. Um, I'll have to look so, into that. Yeah, it says here. Um, it's uh, the first month is free, then it's seven ninety nine a month. I guess that's kind of reasonable because presumably they'll always you know or for the most part, keep like current generation or maybe one generation behind. So you'll have good performance. I'm, I'll have to read more into it. But one of the things that was appealing about leap computing when I signed up is you get a desktop in the cloud that you can use for gaming, or you can just have, you know, use my, use Microsoft word on it. If you want, you're paying for it, you do whatever you want. So I wonder if this is like kind of more like steam. Yeah. I think it's more like steam. Yeah. Like it's just streams the game. You don't have any control over the computer or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what it sounds like. Just reading this page here. But uh, yeah, so it looks kind of cool. Definitely so, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Thank you, Mike and mm-hmm. Dave. So uh, looks like we have some Spud related news. Some here? Spud related news. Yes, absolutely. Um, in my travels, AKA looking at videos on YouTube over the last week, um, I was alerted to the fact that there's a new type of potato you might be able to buy called the charisma potato. Now, I like it already. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great name. Just like, um, those little cuties or whatever. You just like fucking pop them in your mouth. Delicious oranges. (laughs) Halos. Halos. Yes. Or, uh, or Mandarin oranges. I don't really know if there's a difference between any of those three things. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm, know what the difference I'm is. I'm pretty either. sure they're the same. Kumquat. That's that's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, charisma potatoes. Um if you are trying to watch your carbohydrate intake or if you are on a low glycemic diet, which there are many, uh these might be right up your alley. If you're looking for some more volume, they have a glycemic index of like 53, 55 or something like that, um, which is on the, it's considered low. So like you'd have kidney beans, garbanzo beans, like chickpeas. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so if you look at the, the, the nutritional breakdown, you have like a, 
it's like a sweet potato or like a pound of sweet potato or whatever the serving size is would have, you know, 30 grams of carbs, a little bit of fiber. Whereas these, a pound, you know, equivalent serving would have uh, nine grams of carbs. So if you're watching those on your diet, you can work in some more potatoes. And who doesn't love a good potato? You know, that's interesting. So this brings up uh, this brings us back to the potato diet. Right. As you like to say. Yeah. Or Didn't not, you want to talk you. about that? Um, I mean, I really want At to some talk. Point. Well, we can talk about it. Um, hey, did you get the book? I did not. I, okay. I need to, though. I need to. Okay. Um, that's the, uh, is it Penn Gillette? Is that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Uh, it's like the Penn and Teller book. No. The, <laughs> the Penn Gillette book about his his diet that he did. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll talk about that another time. So Yeah. You should uh, be able to find these potatoes locally. They are a product really? of Canada and the U.S. Ooh. So yeah, I saw here on the site. Out. It's like Diabetes Canada, proud mm-hmm. supporter of whatever. So I was like, ha ha, another, another check mark. You know, yeah. it's like potato check, lower glycemic index check, potato Perfect. diet related check. Yes, Canada. vodka. Eh? Yeah, vodka check. Canada also check. You know. Yeah. So apparently they're not spectacular for making French fries, but you know, baking, mashing, um, if you want to make an all gratin, which is fucking delicious, they're probably good for that. Just boiled mm. potatoes, I'm sure you know those are good. But apparently oh, yeah. they don't they don't fry too well. Hmm. But that's okay. How you can well, make do? I'll have to look at this more. But uh, are these like genetically engineered or something? They say no, and they make a point to say no. However, um, it's not like, oh, hey, we just found this new potato. It just sprouted up all by itself in Spain or something. We brought it over. You know, everything <laughs> is, depending on how pedantic you want to be, everything is uh, genetically modified, you know. Right. I mean, they're like, oh, they bred these potatoes or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, was it, you know, dissected like, in a lab and regrown? No. It's like was animal it bred- husbandry, but. Right. But fruit. Yeah, and, just and like like pigs now. Like, you see a pig from 200 years ago, you're like, that's a fucking skinny-ass pig. You see it now, you're like, ooh, that's going to be some good bacon. Really? <laughs> yeah, because we bred them to be longer and fatter. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So check it out. Go downstairs. See if the giant has them. If not, talk to the your produce manager. See if he can order some. It's like, talk to your grocer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a word you don't get to use every day. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. No problem. You can make some good stews with that, too. Some relatively low-carb stews. Get a nice chunk of beef. Mm. Cut up some potatoes, some onions, celery. I wouldn't mind doing some rabbit stew. Good luck, man. Although, I can't find a rabbit. That's the problem. Go to an Asian market. They have frozen rabbits. Really? Yep. Guaranteed. Huh. See, you want to get something... Get something good, you got to go to an Asian supermarket. Yeah. See, okay. We didn't go to the one down here, unfortunately. Oh, you're right. I, I kind of wanted to take you guys, but. I forgot. Uh, you know, I don't. I mean, you know, James, I've dragged James to grocery stores before. He knows that's my love, you know, going to a random grocery store at like 2 a.m. Right. Um, unfortunately, they're only open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., but, you know, next time we'll visit, you'll be like, this is the best grocery store in the world. Really? Yep. It's really nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, next time. Next time. 
Um, all right. So next up here, I have a a thing from from uh, my other homeland, my other other homeland, France. Um. So they've uh, passed a law in France that has they banned the use of meat like terms. Um for vegetarian food. It was like ground quote unquote meat or something like that. So they won't be able to say they they won't be able to use burger, steak, sausage, or filet to describe foods that have no meat in them. Really? Such as ham slices or chicken pies that are made of soy or wheat. Okay, that I support. But if you if it's on the label, it says, like, vegan sausage, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I guess. I don't yeah, know why they would do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, know why they, I don't know why it's important that they remove that. Well, they say it's, uh, it says, it's important to fight against false claims. Our products must be designed correctly. The terms cheese or steak will be reserved for products of animal origin. That's <laughs> the dollar store cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like homogenized soybean oil and sawdust. It's cheese. Nope. I love this this video they have right here. It's like vegetarians are less healthy and have a lower quality of life than meat eaters, scientists say. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I agree. Oh, that brings up a sort of a, a circle back to the health thing. If people are talking about, you know, vegetarians and, and vegans being so healthy and everything. And they're like, look at the Chinese, you know, they eat rice and vegetables and everything all day. Yes, they do. And they are often skinny. However, they have a gigantic diabetes crisis in China. Do they? Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yep. I thought we were were King Diabetes over here. I mean, we, I haven't examined the numbers per capita, but if they're, if we're first, China's absolutely second. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. So, France, thank you very much. I'm all for it. I don't want any f- false advertising. Like, oh, have these chicken, you know, this delicious chicken. Like, yeah. no. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I no, mean, no, no, obviously no. somebody, they're doing this because some company is, like, abusing it. Some companies like, yeah, got, like, banana slices and they're saying, this is cheese, you know, or some shit like that, you know? So I'm glad. That's good that they're doing it. I mean, I-, I wish we had a law like that here that said you have to be honest. Like, don't call it cheese if it's not cheese. American cheese, that's not cheese. That's vegetable oil. And it's, yeah. I feel so sorry for people who are like, so many people, like, they're Americans who don't know the president of the United States right now. So, or, well, maybe not this time. But in, <laughs> in normal circumstances, there are people who don't know who the president of the United States is. So there are definitely people who don't know that American cheese is not cheese. That it brings says up cheese actually in the package, so. a question. So, like craft singles or something. It's you know American American cheese product slices. Is there actually an American cheese where you can like buy it in a block like cheddar? No, I don't think so. Oh, Velveeta. That's well, a block that, of American cheese. That, okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. But as I mean, we're, they're doing it a little more subtly. But here in America, you actually can't call. There are certain laws like that. Like you just said, like American cheese food product, right? Right. Like, why are you saying that? Because that's what they're calling it, right? Right. 
Like you can't just call it cheese. Like, um, and another one that I didn't realize until I read it somewhere. So nine times out of ten, now, if you go to the grocery store and you look at ice cream, it doesn't actually say ice cream anymore. And it's because by by law, it is not ice cream. It is whatever you know. So it'll say like Briars, you know, Rocky Slow Road frozen right. dessert. Oh, does it have to be like a certain cream content for them to say? Ice yeah, cream? or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what it is now, but yeah. yeah, something like that. So you, so actually looking and seeing like the ones that actually say ice cream are rare, right? You know who does or did at one point uh, sort of hide their contents of one of their foods? Is Subway. Their like chicken patty fillets mm-hmm. are fifty percent soy. Hmm. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why they have like a spongy texture. It's soy and chicken. That's fucking all gross. Well, I don't think I've ever ordered that. At... I mean, yeah. Actually, it... that's not true. That's that's a lie. Because I've had many times their sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Yeah. So that probably mm-hmm. well, actually that wasn't that wasn't that kind of chicken though. It was like yeah, it's just it's the same. It's cut up unless it's the shredded chicken. Or you know, shredded meat. If it's like cubed up, it's it's, it's all it's like, the same. Yeah, it was like you know, chunked up or whatever. Yeah, that's that's fifty percent soy, my friend. Ugh, You're almost I, vegan. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna go throw up right now. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go have to one Subway, of those and buy years. one of those sandwiches, eat it, and then throw up. Mm-hmm. Well, the Subway <laughs> that was closest to, I guess, where I live now, and my job, uh, closed like a year or two ago. So now I never go to Subway. I used to go there fairly regularly at one point, but yeah. now that one closed. So I'm like, eh. My old, I'm near my old apartment. There was a Subway, and I would go there every now and again, but it was still very rare. Because you know their sandwiches aren't like great. They're just like okay. Yeah. You know? Like I'd much rather have a sub from Continental or well. Even Jerry's, probably. I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Understood. Um, yeah. Anywho. All right. What do we got here, Evan? We got some very important information. Also, on my travels, I discovered this video. Uh, how to pick up a cat like a pro. Something we all really need to know. Uh, the pro tip is just squish it down. To keep it getting getting away, you just press it down to the table and just be like, ah. Okay, well, I can't go anywhere, so I'm going to let you do what you want. But basically, you support it under its front legs and its hind legs so it feels comfortable. Um, if it's not a shoulder cat, of course. There's the cat later in the video is called Mr. Pirate, and that's because he sits on your shoulder like a parrot, but he's just a really fat-ass 14-year-old cat who looks like a lot of fun, honestly. Um, if you're in a rush and you need that to run... That is a big cat. Yeah, if you need to run out of your house with the cat and somehow manage to, you know, not frighten it during the fire emergency that you're having, you could use the football technique, which is to pick up the cat sort of backwards. So you put put you say we'll say put your left hand under the cat's torso, tuck their head sort of under your armpit and support their hind legs and run. You can use the football technique if there's an emergency. But mm. uh, this is very good information, very important for all you cat owners out there. Um, you know, learn your trade. 
Learn the rules? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that incredibly insightful Very and welcome. necessary. This could save a lot of lives. Information. Both both human and feline. Yes. Cat lives matter. It's true. It's so true. Hashtag cat lives matter. Hashtag them too. <laughs> them as well. <laughs> All right. So, um, the Boy Scouts. Yeah. All right. So they're changing their name. They're not actually changing their name. Okay. This is like, they're changing their name. They're not changing their name. So, uh, it says the program for older youth will change its name. The actual company or the organization, whatever, is still going to be called Boy Scouts of America. But the program for older youth will be called Scouts BSA. Yeah. Retarded. And this is, you know, part of the whole thing where there's, since last fall, they announced that they're going to begin allowing girls to become, to join um, the the Boy Scouts Association. Uh, now, get this, in the, because I, I was wondering about this when this was first announced, they, they mentioned here, much to the frustration of the Girl Scouts, which has advocated for single gender scouting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, this is like saying to the Girl Scouts, "Like get good, be yeah, <laughs> do better, Girl Scouts, do better. Your cookies ain't shit, bitch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Girl Scouts don't want to join. Cream the ass. <laughs> they don't want to join the Boy Scouts because they want to be included. They want to join the Boy Scouts because the Boy Scouts does awesome shit. Yeah, and the Girl Scouts do like knitting and they sell cookies or something. Yeah. So. It says uh, other Boy Scout programs for older youth, such as outdoor adventure program called Venturing, were already open to girls, but those programs didn't offer girls the chance to attain the highest rank of Eagle Scout. So uh, next year, older girls will be able to join Scouts BSA and try to become Eagle Scouts, just like boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's pretty I mean, cool. why can't the Girl Scouts just integrate all the cool stuff and rankings and... You know, do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really know much about the Girl Scouts, so I don't know what they do other than... The only thing I know about them is their damn cookies, which, of course, it's not like they're sitting at home baking cookies and then coming out and selling them. They're not doing that. No, obviously. These are like a packaged... This is like a packaged, like pre-packaged. These things are pre-made... I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're they're a fine cookie. Yeah, they come it's from whatever. the Keebler factory, whatever. Thin yeah. mints are great. Samoa's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Everything else, you know, throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the classic Girl Scout cookie, the plain one that's just the Girl Scout logo. With some coffee or tea, that's not bad. Okay. A digestive a biscuit. Dunking? It's a, a digestive. Dunking? Yeah, it's a dunking. It's a, it's a shortbread cookie. It's quite good. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's quite so good. you're saying it needs... It needs a lot of support from a superior product yeah. to qualify as good. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I.e. the Boy Scouts. No, right. Yeah. So, you know, my mom. Yeah, right. Have that, have that Eagle Scout make you a nice pot of coffee. That's right. <laughs> a nice, strong pot of coffee. So, my mom, you know, as you know, she, she enjoys her cookies with her coffee. Mm-hmm. And one of the main ones she likes, although these days we've actually been buying Chips Ahoy. But, which, by the way... Is a funny ass name. I never even thought about that till later. Yeah, 
was like, Chips Ahoy? Chips like, Ahoy! <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but I never thought about it. It's just like, oh, it's called Chips Ahoy, you know? Like, don't even, like, I didn't even process, you know? But anyway, um, one of the cookies that she was buying for a long time that I refuse to eat because they're disgusting is called Sandy's. And the, even though they don't really taste like this, to me, I'm like, those are sand cookies. <laughs> so every time I see them, I'm like, and look, again, that's a perfect dunking cookie. As a right, right. But if you just took a Sandy and bit into it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a cookie made of somehow someone figured out a way to glue sand together <laughs> in a cookie shape. Binded. Packaged it, and it, and the binding separates before you get to it. So when you bite into it, it's like, Pah! you know, that's like, Pah! everything. By, <laughs> you know, that's that's what it's like, and they're horrible. Like equal it, parts sand and sugar. It, 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 <laughs> here's a challenge: new challenge for the internet: eat five sandies or tablespoon of uh, cinnamon. That's you know, each each is equal. They're both equal. <laughs> sandies might be good if you crumble them up. Or meaning, just take them out of the package Mainline. and uh, and put them in a parfait. Oh yeah, that'd be good. They'd be good. Mm. Like I could see, I could see like a sandy cream pie or something with sandies on the outside. So and a so, filling that'd be so nice. So again, as you said, Evan, they require support. something better. Yeah, yeah, they require something else. But the be... problem is, you can't dunk a sandy. You put a sandy in your mouth, you have it in your mouth, and you drink your liquid. Because a sandy, you put she, as soon as she, it touches she, water, she, it goes she dunks like, them. Bleh. <laughs> she manages to dunk them. I don't know. It's just oil slicks, man. It turns into a mess. Your mom's mm. coffee cups are probably a mess. <laughs> oh, like at the bottom? Yeah. It's, it's full, of, full of it's full of bits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cookie exactly. I thought you were going to say is uh, <laughs> Le Petit Ecolier. Um, we, do, we do buy those on occasion, but they are not a dunking cookie, typically. Okay. I guess they could be, but. Yeah. They seem to hold up well. So you yeah. said Le Petit Ecolier. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, the little E. coli. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a little soldier or something? Little schoolboy. Okay, yeah. 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 The schoolboy exactly. with E. coli. Yeah. So there are advantages, by the way, Let's back just to be back on track. There mm-hmm. are huge advantages to being an Eagle Scout. Huge. Like, as far as getting jobs, getting into the military, I mean, massive advantages. Like, it pays to be an Eagle Scout. If I had known, if I, like, obviously this is, like, mama mom's fault, but if I had known when I was a kid. <laughs> You're blaming well, your mother? I mean, uh, for not making me stay and stay and do it, you know, or not keeping me in it or whatever. I, I can't remember why my boys, my Cub Scout troop fell apart, but it did. Mm-hmm. Um, either, like, it's the I don't know what happened, but it yeah, fell so apart. Yeah, so did mine. So, I was in, I was in, I guess, Cub Scouts. Yeah. So if it if it hadn't fallen apart, I probably would have kept doing it. And the Boy Scouts are a great way for kids to learn responsibility and to learn stick to itiveness and to stay doing something. You know. So I wish I had learned. I would have kept doing it because being an Eagle Scout is a huge advantage in finding a job. It gets you an automatic, uh, like, ensign. Or it gets well, you're you automatic, automatic. You're automatically one grade higher in the military. Yeah, but so if you, you come into, in your E one, you're automatically E two. Yeah, but if you go into OCS, you get an automatic something. If mm. you go into uh, officer training school or officer mm-hmm. candidate school, whatever, like you, it's 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 honestly an amazing leap ahead for kids. It's one of the few things you can do as a kid that gives you like real tangible gains. Yeah, you know. Even so, outside of jobs in the military, just like throughout your life. Oh, sure, absolutely, hundred percent. 
Matter of fact, you tell somebody, oh, I was an Eagle Scout, people respect you. Yep. It's a, it's something you were expected for. So so I can see why for a girl it would be like a huge advantage. Like you'd say, oh, I was a Girl Scout. Nobody's going to give a fuck. They're going to automatically think about cookies and berets and weird sashes. No one's going to think about, um, you know, oh, this person is a person who's reliable, who could save your life or whatever like that, or who knows things and who has actual knowledge about things. They're not going to think that. So I, I, I get why they would want to do it. And honestly, I was a little salty at first because I was like, you fuckers have the Girl Scouts. If you don't like what the Girl Scouts do, make the Girl Scouts be better. But at the same time, I like – part of me is like I'm glad that women can share into this because Boy Scouts was awesome for me. But at the same time, I also feel sorry for those boys who don't have a place to get away and just be boys. Because sometimes as a boy, like you don't always want to be around girls. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be boys and be gross with boys and just be be a boy. Um, and – also, there's things boys. Saturdays need to... are for the boys, man. <laughs> well, no, but there's also things boys need to know. You know, there's also boy stuff, right? You know, there's stuff that's just for just for boys. So I, I feel like if you had a girl in your group, then it's like a whole a whole thing changes. You know what I mean? So it's it's good and it's bad. You know what I mean? What about it... overnight camping trips now, or like weekend? You know, weekend trips. I mean, I think I think this is across the board. Mm-hmm. Women can be involved across the board. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like – I don't know. I feel like there's a place – there's a time and place for it. Like like some things like men need to be men, you know? Like I don't know. Like this this changes things a lot. Yeah. Uh, we Right now to us, we're like, oh, it's, it's cool. It's interesting. Whatever. But it's actually a huge change for the generation that's going to grow up with a Boy Scouts that does not know – a just boys experience, just like your dad's Boy Scouts is so much different from our Boy Scouts. You know, your dad was like, "Oh yeah, I got the fucking making a shiv badge." You know, it's like that's no way that's yeah. a badge now. You know what I mean? Or like gun hand, firearm handling, or some shit like that. You know, stuff that we can't you get, get badge. Get your dual wielding badge. Yeah, or whatever it is. Oh, remember you know? that one kid? He got every badge. Yeah, the plutonium safety badge, or <laughs> making your own nuclear <laughs> reactor badge, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he got like every active badge. They must retire some, right? Yeah, they have a bunch of retired badges. There's a Chive article about all the retired badges, and there's like a retired gun handling or something like that, or fucking making a fucking. It's a crazy one. It's crazy from like the 1900s. I I have a request. I would like you two at some point in time to take a field trip to the Boy Scouts of America headquarters, which I believe is in your area. It is in Bethesda. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe conduct some interviews or collect some educational material, see what people there have to say, and uh, and report back at your convenience. I've, I've been there, but not in, like, 25 years. Yeah, so. same. Yeah. So you, were, you, were you a Cub Scout, Evan? I was a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout. And a Boy Scout? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, see, mine fell apart in, like, fourth grade or something. I think I was still a Cub Scout then. There's a bunch of retired aviation badges, <laughs> automobiling, automo, automo, auto mechanics, uh, automo car, uh, automotive safety, bring that back. seamanship, a ton <laughs> of a ton of plant cultivation ones, corn farming, cotton farming, dude, bring foraging those back. for crops. That's important shit. Agribusiness. <laughs> wow, I don't know about that. There's a ton <laughs> of those. Um, animal husbandry. <laughs> bring that. There back. we go. Dude, you gotta learn about nature. Um, business and industry, 
<laughs> um, building? No, but a lot of these are replaced. Civil engineering. A lot of these are replaced. Like, I'm looking oh, at... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. A lot of them are replaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's covered by this one now. Like, they had auto mechanics, but now it's renamed automotive maintenance. Okay. And they had one, atomic energy, which it's... Apparently, they still have it. They just called... Now, they called it nuclear science. Man, I wish I could go back and be... Can I be a Boy Scout again? No. Like, won't count for anything? Where do I learn all that stuff? Yeah, you know, I was wondering that myself. I was talking to my friend at work, and I was like, yo, how can I join the Boy Scouts, but, like, an adult, you know? Dude, it's like uh, you is, could. Is it? It's called be military a now. No, yeah, no. You could be a scout leader, right? You can't be but an ignorant scout leader, though. Well, that's the problem, right? You're going to be like, all right, let me look at my book, and you know, I mean, this which sounds is, this sounds like a prime opportunity to open a business. I was about to say it sounds like an opportunity, but we uh, should, we well, should you know, you know what is like almost this. like this is almost what you're talking about is kind of what James is doing for a little while. Oh, airsoft. Are, Airsoft or a bunch of guys going out in the woods and doing whatever. You did you know. like an outdoor thing, right? What was it called? Me? Where you went like rope climbing or something? Yeah, you. Oh, outward bound. Outward bound. Yeah, yeah. That's Did they high take? They would. Oh, okay. There's got to be something out there. Some some kind of retreats. Yeah, I see. I tried, like, I tried googling it. If I was like, how can you like? Because other people ask the same thing online, and it's like, eh, it's, yeah, it's not really a thing. It's, you have to join the like, military reserves, like one weekend a month. Two yeah. weeks a year. Hey, man, Evan, I still get the itch. Like, once a year, I'm like, should I? You should. He's like, you, you should. shouldn't. He's like, you shouldn't. If you, <laughs> honestly, if all of us are, like, 185 pounds, then yes, we all should. It would be <laughs> amazing. I'm too old. No, you're not. The Army, well, the Army raised their age to 42. Oh, jeez. They always keep, they're just trying to spite me. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's too late. It's not too late. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I think uh, the most disappointed about joining the military I've ever been was when I turned 28. And you have, you can, uh, what, after you're 27, like once you turn 28, you can no longer be a pilot. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, you can no longer, like, enroll to be a pilot, <laughs> you know? So, anyways, we gotta come up with uh, come up with something here. I want to be a Boy Scout now. Twenty-seven years too late. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. The key thing is the badging system. We you must be recognized for when you do your due. I'd like to earn badges, but you know, more importantly, I'd like to earn you know like foraging skills, how to dress an animal, how to start fires, set up a camp, auto mechanic stuff. Yeah, you know, be a good Samaritan. Walk old ladies across the highway. I don't want to be a Sam- yeah. Walk them across <laughs> a highway. <laughs> a fucking highway. Come on, Grandma Mabel. No. <laughs> yes, you're gonna come on. I gotta get this badge. No, they're going sixty out there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to think about that. Hmm. So they, 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 this is great. They had a badge called stalking. Yeah, that was the one. That was one of the crazy ones. Yeah, stalking. It's like reintroduced as discontinued in 1952, reintroduced as tracking for 2010 only. It's like now it's called recon. Yeah. 
Soil management. That's an important one. Well, now, I assume... it's, now it's called erosion and soil science. Oh, no. So here we go. 19, 1910, stalker. Replaced in 1915 by stalking. Right. <laughs> stalking wasn't replaced by anything. Replaced by Star discontinued nineteen fifty two reintroduces tracking for twenty ten only. I don't see that. Where's that at? Is that I'm looking. Is- I'm looking at a discontinued merit badges uh, Wikipedia article. We need a link in the show notes. Oh, I'm on meritbadge.org. Oh, okay. So I probably have a different list. My my list is is, is yeah okay. So I'll say uh yeah. Put your list, list of- in there. Yeah, here we go. Stalking merit badge requirements from 1938 to 19 until discontinuation 1952. So stalking itself was not replaced. Oh, replaced well, by tracking 2010 only. Here we go. I got it. Yeah. Tracking. Uh, why was it only for 2010? And I use the same hideous badge. Some hideous. I don't know what it even is. Hmm. All right. Well, we have to make moves on this. Yep. James, I see you. Uh, you have a link down there to my request. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the, the that, that's Cribs. Lando's tour of the thing, and then Snoop Dogg's Kanye West video, which is just fucking hilarious. It's totally worth a watch. And that's all I got, actually. Excellent. Cool. Well, gentlemen, I think we did an excellent show today. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we call it? No, sir. Okay, I'll cha- take James's silence as a negative. Yeah, negative. Okay. It's a yes, no. Mm-hmm. Uh... So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this latest episode of the IO Panel. Uh, you can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. If you have any uh, feedback for us, please send it to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. To find the show, just go to our website, and on the right-hand side, we have links to iTunes, uh, Google Play Music. If you go to other podcast services, you should be able to just search for us, and we should come up. Um, If you want to support the show, you can either subscribe via Patreon. There's a Patreon link on our website. Or you can use our Amazon affiliate link. That one's nice and easy. You just click on that, and then you can go and buy whatever you're going to buy on Amazon, and it lets us get our beak wet, as James would say. <laughs> so if you could do either of those things, we'd appreciate it a great deal. Um, I think that's it for all of us here at the IO panel. So thank you very much again, and we'll catch you next time.